Gamecocks today because we're talking about Gamecocks. Um, there is a political story here, though, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the former president, current frontrunner of the Republican Party, uh, will be on site at, um, at the game uh, this Saturday at Williams-Brice Stadium, Saturday night. I don't know if anybody could upstage the Carolina-Clemson game except maybe Donald Trump. Um, but he's such a humble man, I'm sure that's not what he's what he's out for. I want to introduce our cast of characters. Our um, our co-host, Alan Smothers, the bad boy of sports radio, who does the morning show on our ESPN sister station, 96.3. Phil Kornblut of, um, of Latimer, South Carolina, uh, from South Carolina Media Network, Jason Priester, who's become somewhat familiar with our community broadcasters family, allclemsontigers.com, Bob Schuster, is a convert, a uh, uh, turncoat, a Benedict Arnold, as Smothers nice. loves to call him. Bob graduated the University of South Carolina, currently employed at, uh, at Clemson University. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Dave Baker, Royal Ref of Radio, is here, um, kind of making sure these things work as they as they should. So um, I'm we'll, not we'll, quite certain if they are or not. Well, I mean, <laughs> still. Hey, my mic's the one that's not Yeah, working. your your mic is down. Uh, we're, we're Dave, hoping. You, actually, yeah. you're, you're, you're shit. Bad boy, bad boy. Yeah. What's the bad boy? Mine's working. Okay, mine, yeah. bad boy. Mine out. is, yeah, mine is back up. Uh, Dave, Hello. try Peace. now. Yeah. Uh, okay, there we are. There, there we go. go. Hey, all right. Hey, welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you. Good, good morning. Good morning. Everybody. So everybody's here. Yeah, everybody's so. online. Say good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Yeah, say good morning, uh, Schuster. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody? Uh, Cornblutes already. You don't have to tell him to say good morning. He does it on his own That's right. uh, volition. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Rivals are sort of divided. Do want to give our um, listeners kind of a heads up. During the Rivalry Morning Show, people can swing by, pick up a 30% discount on one item coupon. That's good for this day only. They'll also have a 50% off their clearance goods items as well all that day. Um, best thing to do is just show up. Come by, show up. Uh, if, as, as we always say, anything you could imagine with a Gamecock or a Tiger on it, they have it here at Rivals a Store Divided. When I last saw these, uh, these fine gentlemen, we were talking about how bad Clemson was going to beat South Carolina <laughs> because that was the assumption. I mean, anybody with a yeah. sane uh, and honest observation point. No, uh, I picked the Gamecocks last year. Well, no, I think you did. You did. I think I, you did. I, I remember did. that. Why well. did you do that, Corn Blue? Well, you did. I mean, On the button. I mean, why, why did you do that? Why? Yeah. Gut. Okay. Just gut feeling. I felt like, uh, you know, South Carolina was uh, good enough last year. Uh, they had good enough defense to kind of hang in there. Good enough offense with uh, with Rattler um, and Juice Wells uh, and an emerging Xavier Leggett, um, uh, a veteran, well, semi-veteran offensive line. But their defense was pretty good and an excellent kicking game. And I just, you know, I, I thought it would come down to a – final minute kick and actually it did come down to a kick you know Jeter's kick actually turned out to be the winning points it wasn't final minutes but um so anyway but that was then this is now it is now yeah um yeah and, and that was is, is it fair to say Jason Bob I'll let you guys jump in you've had a much closer look at the Clemson program than I um they look good but not elite is that fair um last year we wondered if this was an anomaly if the um what was their record last year 
They lost three games. Yeah, lost three games, nine, nine and three last year. And they've been accustomed to playing in the playoffs and competing for national ten. championships. They're yeah, ten, ten and three. I'm sorry, yeah. ten, ten and three. Um, not such a big major step back. Uh, yeah, to lose the bowl, the bowl games, that was the third loss. Yeah. They lost to Tennessee in yeah. the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Lost to Tennessee. Um, but, I mean, is, is, it, is there a different mindset in Clemson today juxtaposed two years ago? Absolutely, there's a different mindset. You know, the, 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 the program's taking a step back. I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, it, it is not what it was three, four years ago. I, I don't think the talent level at, at South Carolina and Clemson right now is all that different. You know, it, it might be a little bit skewed in Clemson's favor, but I don't think it's all that different, especially if you start looking at the results on the field. Um, I, I don't know. This Clemson offense just – it is very discombobulated, especially when you get them away from home. They've been all right the past three weeks. They've done enough to win. They've kind of cleaned up some of those fumbling issues, turnover issues, but they have been bad away from home. I, I don't know how anybody trusts this Clemson offense on the road away from Death Valley. Bob, your, your perspective, so I mean, you, you, you see them week in and week out. If they've taken a back step, why? Or a step back, why? Well, that's a good question. I, how do you answer a question like that? Um, you know, the, the, when you lost DJ, most people said, yeah, that's good. You know, it's, it's time to move on. It's time to move on from clubbing. Then he goes out to Oregon State and is having a fantastic year out there. And Of course, not playing. I don't know if he's playing the competition that he's been playing or not. But Klubnik's come in and just hasn't materialized. I don't know if that's the Garrett Riley effect or not. You know, is, is, is Dabo letting Garrett run the offense? I would think to say the last couple of weeks, yes, he has. Um, so that, it, is it taking him that long to figure out the offensive pattern that Riley likes to, to run? I, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I'm with Jason right there. The talent level is not there. It's not on par where it used to be. I, I forget the words you use to open up the, the sentence. Are they elite? No, they're not elite. They've got some elite players. They've got some NFL players on that de defensive line for sure that's going to be playing a lot of Sundays for a long time. But they're just there's some ingredients that you just can't put your finger on which Clemson team. And you're right. Do you which Clemson team do you trust to come out? Are they going to come out? And they've been horrible on the road, as we all know. Um, they got to go to Williams Bryce Stadium. I don't think that it scares them or intimidates them, them at all. But I think there's a little payback in mind. I don't think they expected what happened last year to happen, even though Phil called it. <clears throat> so this year, I think they want to make amends to that and see if they can come out and play a complete game. And they've been playing pretty good the last three games. I mean, they've played. Yeah, who would have ever thought they'd beat Notre Dame after coming off a loss to, to Bad Boys Pack the way they played in, in Raleigh that night. They just they were they were awful that day. And then to come back and play Notre Dame the way they played them and to get a win there. Uh, and then you know, con consecutive wins after that. So which team's gonna show up? You know, like I said, they they're not very good on defense. I mean, I mean that, uh, on uh, away from home. They, they were obviously a playoff <clears throat> contender, uh mm -hmm. perennial, year in, year out. Now mm -hmm. they're not. What what have you seen? Uh, that that I mean, if they were elite, they're not. I mean, we're making an assumption. I mean, to me, that they looked very elite three years ago. Mm -hmm. That they look good now, but nowhere near elite. Well, first of all, in today's college football, elite teams have elite quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, and did they make the right decision when they made the change from Uyangale to Klubnik? I mean, it's still we we are really forcing Klubnik to be ahead of schedule here. He's just completing what is truly his freshman year. Now, he's got a lot of skills. He's, he can take off and run. He can put the ball on a dime. But he makes mistakes. He makes freshman mistakes. And South Carolina's got to get inside his head 
and unnerve him and make him uh, move around in the pocket and be uncomfortable uh, to have a chance to force turnovers, as we know Clemson is prone to turning it over. So as far as this year's team is concerned, you look at the offense, they've made him, however, secondary. They may have stumbled into this by inserting the running game. And by forcing the running game and by getting those linemen moving forward instead of backwards with two excellent running backs, the, the offense now is centered on the running game. And that is not a strength of the USC defense by any means of stopping the running game. If you assert the running game against them with a good offensive line and good running backs, they have a problem stopping that. So that being said, Clemson's defense, I think, is still elite. I think their defense is still elite. Uh, you look at the players. Look at what Wiggins did. Now, that he he went from the doghouse to the penthouse. <laughs> Big time. Big yeah. time. You know yeah. that, Jason. Yeah. He went from the doghouse. He showed his skills. That rundown was amazing. And not only that, his coverage, even though he – they give up some completions. He was right there. The windows were very tight. You talk about the overall Clemson program, and, yeah, it's definitely taken a step back. They're missing on players that in the past they might have gotten, and you can point to probably NIL as a big reason, mm. and Clemson's, they don't participate, at least as far as we can tell. They're not getting into bidding wars for some players, and I think that some of these elite players – it comes down to that now when they're making decisions among the top programs. When you've got your choice of Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Penn State, et cetera, and you make your visits and you're, you're, you're kind of teetering one way or the other and you like this culture and you like this atmosphere, but I'm not saying it's the case with all of them because I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush. That's not fair. But I, my personal belief is there's a majority – that when it comes down to crunch time, it's like, okay, what's the NIL situation? And, and Clemson, we had uh, Brayham Neff yesterday yes. talking to us about the new 110 society. Yeah, what is that? I've never heard of that. It's what brand new. That? Uh, it's, that's brand, it's brand new. They just, they just kicked it off, man. It's a collective. It's an NIL collective? Yeah. So when you're a Clemson fan now, they want you to send your money to – uh, this 110 society, named for Frank Howard, who said famously, uh -oh. if you're not giving 110%, keep your dirty hands off my rock. Filthy. Gotcha. Filthy Phil. hands. I'm Phil. sorry. I, misqu on, I misquoted it. Come on, Phil. You can't, okay. can't misquote it. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that's where it came from, the 110 I society. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So you've had all these collectives crop up, of course, with the birth of NIL, and now you're seeing schools uh, consolidate it and try and work within the framework of their established uh, clubs, Gamecock Club and Ipte, maybe try to take more control of it. But anyway, the bottom line is they want your money, and they want to funnel the money to the players in one way or another. And I think Clemson is to a point, you know, doing things with NIL and being aggressive and trying to be forward-thinking, but they're being outbid. They're being outbid on some, some very good players across the country. Ohio State, you know, their coaches made no bones about it. It takes $13 million at Ohio State to outfit the team. He has said that. That's public record. We know what happens at Texas A&M. Jim Moore at Connecticut said yesterday to his fans, complaining about a 2-9, and nine, <laughs> well, if you're not going to pony up the money to help us buy players, then don't complain about 2-9. and nine. So this mm -hmm. is where it's at now. So I think that Clemson has missed on some players, especially quarterbacks. Uh, I think um, – the verdict is still out on Klubnik. They have nobody behind him that's ready. If he goes down Saturday night for some reason, they are in a world of hurt. Um, Bazina is the quarterback that they 
they've taken in the incoming class. Um, they've got a kid coming in the 25 class from up in Massachusetts. Um, are they good players? You know, time will tell. But uh, uh, Sweeney hit it on the head, though. I mean, Deshaun Watson's and Trevor Lawrence's don't walk in the door every day. No. And I do think Clemson fans, for about a six-year period there, you were blessed. Oh, they thought they thought they would. Yeah, you oh, were blessed. Well, they were spoiled. But you know, yeah. some of this we no have question. to we have to blame uh, a lot of this on the recruiting, a lot of this on um, the the hyperbole that comes around with uh, the rankings and the buildup of these players because by the time they come to school some of them who are the five star and they've been written about over and over again you know you cannot make a mistake uh, if you if you're not living up to that level you know what people expect then you're a failure and that's kind of the mindset i see for a lot of people now you know and, and, the, and wide receivers that's that's where Clemson's missed that in, in the past few years. Yeah, the wide Miss, receivers too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. NIL misevaluations. Well, and and to that point, I mean, I said I told Bad Boy this morning. To me, the NIL conference realignment debate is a much more interesting debate than the Carolina Clemson debate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we we can kind of analyze. I mean, Phil talked about you know Wiggins versus Leggett. I mean, that's going to be an interesting matchup mm -hmm. Saturday night. Um, can Rattler? I mean, if as a Gamecock fan. If, if I can talk myself into believing that there's a pretty good chance South Carolina could win, it's Rattler having time to throw the football. I think he's the best throwing quarterback South Carolina has ever had. And I think he, we, we've kind of sort of wasted one of the best seasons the quarterback has ever had at South Carolina. But he runs for his life. And, and Bob made a point. There, there are a lot of defensive linemen at Clemson that will play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And that, that causes a Gamecock fan a lot of concern. If you try Not to kind of begin. two linebackers. Yeah, I mean, if, you, yeah. If, you try, if you try to start That's talking it. about, okay, how does South Carolina make this a fourth-quarter game, um, you, you got to protect Rattler or you don't have any chance. But I want to go back because Bad Boy kind of talked about this this morning, something that one of the uh, AD said yesterday, Bad Boy. The Maryland uh, AD. Yeah, about the conferences and just the, the, the new state of college football in general. Yeah. Well, he, he stated, uh, quite frankly, that the Power Five, or they call it the A5 now, the Autonomous Five, within five years will break away from the NCAA altogether. There will be collective bargaining. There will be revenue sharing. And he says it's coming sooner rather than later. And these NIL collectives, which may or may not be a part of it, uh, may become obsolete sooner rather than later. But but if, and I've I've read some of the lawsuits in California, and I mean that's how weird I am. Yeah. But um, but but th there's a lot of language in some of these lawsuits that talk about uncompensated athletic performance as part of the student experience. Uh, okay, that that's fine when a coach is making, and you and I've had this debate, Phil. That's okay yeah. when a coach is making half a million dollars a year, assistants are making a hundred grand a year, but all of a sudden <laughs> a uh, you know one of the premier programs in America pay a coach $77 million to go away, mm. and you still believe that the value of a scholarship is commensurate with the contribution the kid makes to the university, to, to, to all the NCAA, to, to their problems, goody is what I say. <laughs> I mean, goody. You created this problem by not giving an inch, mm -hmm. and eventually you were made to give a mile. I don't like it, Phil. I mean, you and I, have to, I don't like college football where it looks like it's headed. I mean, it, 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 it's, it meant something to me for a long time, um, but it's the new norm, man. And it said, uh, you know, I found out in politics, money's the answer. Now what's the question? And um, Where's the middle ground, though, well, I mean, uh, to Where's me, the happy medium? Well, to, to, Fire to me, the NCAA. That's well, I mean, the happy I, I think we're going to eventually do that. Yeah, you know, but I think yeah they, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
but, but, but Bob, I don't Why think the NCAA at this point. I don't think the NCAA deserves to be in charge of college football. Not at all. But I, mean, I think they've <laughs> squandered one of the greatest games that you know, I mean. I, I love college football. I love this week. I love this game. But but I have a bad taste in my mouth about college football. But I thought the College Football Association ran college football now. No. The five it, it's still commissioners. The NCAA. But it's still the NCAA. But, but what, what I think will eventually happen, I mean, I don't know, but but I think, well, I mean, I know this is beginning to happen in South Carolina. There are certain people um, talking to certain politicians about, you know, laws of the General Assembly that could regulate. Uh, I've heard this as a proposal. This would be, I guess, beneficial to Carolina and Clemson. What if the universities, Carolina, Clemson, and Coastal in particular, were allowed to use up to – 10% of its television revenue to support an NIL. I mean, the NCAA says you can't do it, but they're a sanctioning body. They're not a lawmaker. I mean, if the General Assembly of South Carolina said to the teams, and, and Coastal, Clemson, and Carolina would be the three that I guess would benefit, you can take up to 10% of your TV revenue and make contributions to the NIL. What it does do, and I told Bad Boy this morning, my, my understanding of the lawsuits, what it does do is create a layer of insulation. Revenue sharing is headed this way. It's We're going to have revenue sharing. If the collectives could become that layer of insulation, we could stop collective bargaining. I mean, you could stop the kid being an, a direct employee of said university because if you start down that road, you will have collective bargaining. You're going to have hours and time clocks. Did he get paid for overtime or not? Does he get paid time off? You know, you're going to create some of these employee-employer relationships. The collectives can be that, that conduit. The, the, the Gamecock Club and Iptake contribute X number of dollars to a collective. That collective disperses that money in, in the name of charitable work or whatever, signing autographs. Call it what we're paying players. I mean, they can call yeah. it whatever they choose yeah. to call it, but that, that's what's happening. Mm. But, but I, I've heard that some of the prominent lawmakers who bleed orange, some of the prominent lawmakers who bleed garnet, or, or kind of supportive of that concept, the, the concept of uh, allowing the university to gain more control of the collective, uh -huh. to become more integrated, seamless and integrated is kind of the word I see. But I'm telling you guys, the Gamecocks and Tigers are halves. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, they both are halves. They ain't Michigan. They ain't Ohio State. They ain't Texas. They ain't Texas A&M. They ain't Georgia. And if it comes down to a bidding war, which I think that's kind of what Phil's saying. I mean, you can you can have culture, you can have a fan base, you can rub a rock, you can play 2001. But if you, I mean, Dore Me is what I think will ring the bell more than anybody. And I'm just afraid that we're going to create these. It's almost like the uh, the super elite of college football. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if Lenore Sellers. If, if, if a scout at Texas believes that Lenore Sellers has the skill set to be a franchise quarterback and come down and offer $2 million, mm -hmm. because they can, what does the Gamecock and Tiger, uh, what, what do their fan base? Yeah, what do and, you do? Yeah, you, I'll tell you what you do. You try to find another quarterback. You say bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you try to find well, another, you wave goodbye. Uh, another well, quarterback. Unless, let, let's let's unless, head down that road even further. I want to well, get all of your opinions it, on that. It's interesting that you break, bring that up because I had a conversation with a, a, a buddy of mine who I work a lot, of, a lot of television work with, and he's in the know. We talked for an hour and a half the other night about that exact same thing. And he said, here's what they're looking at. They're looking at using the TV money to pay these players, period. Mm -hmm. They're going to give each school a certain amount of money from the TV money. That's the way it's going to be. And that's probably he the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that's the I talked think, about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Let's, let's, it's, let's it's, take it's, a break. Don't want to get too far behind. We'll yeah. take a break. We'll be back. Rivals of Store Divided, Wake Up Press Box, Wednesday, not before Thanksgiving, Wednesday before 
the 120th meeting of South Carolina Clemson in football. We're back. Wake up <laughs> press box on a Wednesday morning. But we have some goodies delivered. Oh, oh boy. man. We are woke up now. Yeah. <laughs> we may wake up and go right back to sleep because we start drinking this early early in the morning. The Our buddy Rick Havacall from Mickey Finns came by with some goodies. Oh, man. And I mean some goodies, oh, bad boy. Hey, it's like I say, you can't drink special. all day if you don't start in the morning. I, I, I'll just say this. I'll say two words. You ready? That's private special. barrel. Yeah. I'll let your That's mind it. go where it chooses to go when you say when you say private barrel. We'll get into that in just a bit. I want to go back. Uh, Jason, NIL, transfer portal, like it or not? Uh, yeah, I, I like it, and I don't like some of the ramifications. You know, there's been some unintended consequences. I, I think Clemps, I think players should have the freedom to be able to move around if they so choose to do that. Um, and, and I think every college athlete should have the ability to profit off of his own name. I mean, I, I, I don't see why anybody should be able to – should be told they cannot make money off their own name. Bob? NIL I'm okay with, for the most part. Transfer portal. Um, you got, you're going to find a better quarterback than Spencer Rattler? You're going to find a better quarterback than, than Klubnik out there in a transfer portal at this point? I don't see it. I, I, I just don't I, – I don't buy it. I say, oh, you got to go out and find somebody. You know, if you're in the transfer portal, there may be, what, five, five guys that may be worthy of – the, the 5,000 that are in the transfer portal, are there really that many decent players that go through the transfer portal? I just don't buy it. Bad boy? Uh, well, I mean, what's your question again? <laughs> I mean, the, the NIL and transfer portal. The NIL oh, is well, obviously going to be uh, fundamental in reshaping college football. Do you like it or not? I, oh, I hate the NIL. I, I mean, I like the NIL – and I kind of like the transfer portal, but I hate them together. Yeah, you got to find a way to keep them separated yeah, somehow. That's the pr- that's, I hate them yeah. together. Yeah, so, I agree. But and there's and there's there's no way to separate the two if there's just going to be money flying here and yonder. So kids are going to chase the money, and if that could, means transferring to another school to get the money, I mean, y'all said that if. Lenora Sellers gets offered a million dollars or two to go somewhere else, wave goodbye. But I, mean, I just don't uh, – I don't buy that. I don't I, – I'm, I'm not ready to throw in that towel yet. That, you know, that just anybody is fair game anywhere. But it's – it's the bottom line is the, the rich are going to keep getting richer. And they are going to get all the players. So why don't we figure out something through the NCAA, through the CFA or whatever legislature to figure out this, you know, there's got to be a a, a cutoff valve somewhere. And, I mean, Jason's right. They should be able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. But how much is too much? Where well, do you cut it off? Welcome to capitalism. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I, I guess the market decides what's too much or what's not enough or, or what, a, what a kid should get or, or not get. I still go back to the NCAA. And, and you know, I don't begrudge the kid. I mean, I, I think it's complicated the lives of the coaches and coaching staffs. And now you don't only, you're not only evaluating high school kids, you're evaluating the, the Texas A&M roster. I mean, how many Clemson right. assistant coaches are watching kids at Texas A&M right now? And, and Gamecock coaches. Everybody. Because you know there's going to be a change sure. there. There's going to be a big change. Um, so, so, it's turned in. Here's what I predict, Cornblute, and you can mm. jump in here. I predict that the, the college football program 
that decides to operate itself as an NFL franchise will be most successful. By that, I mean a front office, a football CEO. You dedicate a certain personnel or group of people that evaluate the Texas A&M roster Mm -hmm. that are looking at – I'll give you an example. Two years ago, I loved the portal because Juice and Spencer came out of the portal. I hated the portal this past year because Jaheim Bell and Gilbert Edmonds and uh, Marshawn Lloyd. You know, I mean, the Gamecock football team is a little bit different. If Jaheim Bell, Lloyd, and, and El- Edmonds are on the roster. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be year to year. And I believe the program that implements a process to evaluate day after day, it kind of considers itself kind of an NFL minor league baseball team. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of the way they operate. And instead of doing things that they traditionally and historically have, they just build a front office. And that they, they've got a uh, kind of a, you know, a front office personnel director and a talent evaluator extraordinaire. You say – well, let me go back to the original Yeah, I want to hear the original. I want to hear what because Phil Because for a guy like me, and I guess there's others here at the table who grew up a certain way in the sports world, following teams, having heroes, having favorite teams, right. I feel bad for the generation now that will never have that. Right. Because, you know, it's free agency. 100%. And you're never going to be able to really latch on to a group of guys. I mean, imagine – if you grew up in this state, you're a South Carolina fan, you had the great Frank McGuire era, Roach, Reebok, Owens, Crimmins, name them, and you had those guys for four years, three years. If you count their freshman year, four years, you had those guys, Tom Owens. Uh, Rick Island. Yeah, all of them, you yeah, know, whatever. You can name. And I'm just naming, I'm just using this as an right. example. In yeah. today's world, you know, it's likely they'd be split up after one season because somebody would offer John Roach this, somebody would offer Tom Owens that. Even the professional leagues have uh, guardrails, okay? The professional leagues, they have contracts. You can't, if you play for the Green Bay Packers and you're under contract, well, the New England Patriots cannot contact you. Not even through a backdoor channel. Now, Patriots might because they cheat. But <laughs> bad example. Dude, but my point coming. is, my point is, they have contracts and they have guardrails to prevent. There's none of that now. So none of this was thought out clearly, because if it had been thought out clearly, they would not have implemented this without some sort of restrictions and guardrails. The Supreme Court made their decision. And then all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. You know, the collectives came out of, you know, everywhere. It's like these people were just waiting. They, they were waiting. Were coming, no question. And they were prepared, and they were going to get their piece of skin in the game and make their money, and they were going to get money to the players to some degree. You're going to get a chunk here. You're going to get a chunk there. And, you know, now over time, everything evolves, and things become a little more organized, and we're maybe getting towards that direction. You mentioned NFL-type uh, arrangement that's very smart yeah and we've got that now I mean you know the, the major schools have staffs that are strictly in place to be a general manager player personnel director um, offensive analyst offensive analyst uh, player personnel director they got them broken down into all these different categories so they kind of got that going on what they don't have right now is the contractual system that ties a player to a school and vice versa we're probably going to have to get to that at some point. I think you're going to have to get to multi-year a situation contracts. where you have multi-year contracts. If you sign for three years and this is what you're going to get financially, then that's it. And I think it's got to be that way. This 
the transfer portal, it depends on if you want to look at athletes in college like a normal student who has the freedom to do what they want to do. You know, the great trumpet player at South Carolina, if he or she wants to transfer to Clemson to go play the trumpet for the Clemson band, there's nothing pro prohibiting them from doing that. Um, up until now, you've had restrictions on the athletes being able to move that freely without penalty. Would you agree now, that was unfair? Well, again, I grew up in a time where I wanted the players to stay. Selfishly, I don't want to see the players up and transfer because I believe that part of the beauty of college sports was falling in love with your team and falling in love with your players. How can you do that today? How are you going to be able to do that today with this sort of free agent market? Now, am I thinking selfishly about my own interest? Absolutely I am. Um, if I'm a paying ticket booster and a fan, absolutely I am. I, you know, you're going to drain the pool, drain the swamp, of, of all the money out there from these major boosters. They're going to finally say, enough. I can't give you any more for your starting left tackle or your, your point guard, whatever the case may be. Um, and so I think there's got to be eventually – within the realm of the legal system and we hear all the time about um uh, what's the what's the word um antitrust antitrust mm -hmm. laws oh, that's what right? they're, they're yeah, working that, on that's right the now. word yeah. that's what comes up anytime there's discuss well this violates antitrust legislation you can't tell somebody how much they can make well yes you can because i well, had bosses yeah. that told me how much yeah, i was gonna yeah, make exactly. <laughs> you know and i'm like yeah. okay well I'm, if you want to sue me you can find yourself another job i think that's where I'm a little bit puzzled as well, is this mindset that we have where you mentioned, you know, a coach is making this amount of money, so the player should be making this amount of money. Um, and, I mean, you know, I grew up in a, in a business world coming up through radio with various owners and various bosses where I never questioned how much they were making. You know, they That's paid right. me yeah. what, I was, what they felt I was worth. I could take it or leave it. And because – the man who owns the business is making 50 times what I'm making. You know, do I deserve to make what, you know, half of what he's making, a third of it? It never came to me that, um, it never, it never dawned on me that uh, there should be a, 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 a piece of math being used based on what he's making comparable to what I should be making. But, so, but I don't think the resentment the is what the coach is making. I think the resentment is these public universities raking in billions of dollars in television revenue, billions of thousands, million. I think the Big Ten TV contract's north of a billion bucks. Let me just say this real let, quick. Let, let me finish, and I want, you, okay. I want to get your comment and anybody else. So if the universities are raking in billions of dollars mm -hmm. and the coaches get tens of millions of dollars mm -hmm. and the assistant coaches get a couple of millions of dollars, the, the players should get what? Let me Isn't that kind of what let, we're trying let, to let figure out? Let me say out? this. Uh, uh, Graham Neff said yesterday that Clemson has roughly a $161 million athletic budget to run 21 sports. Um, now, Including gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> so you look at a football player, you look at a football team at this level before all this happened. I mean, these guys and girls on their teams, but the football team, they got – they had a great life. It's not like they didn't have a great life. You come to South Carolina, you come to Clemson, you go to Oklahoma, Notre Dame, any of these major schools that were making the TV money, 
your education was paid for for four years, okay? You can probably round that up to be about $250,000. Um, all your meals, all your books, everything about your living expenses at that school were paid for. You traveled first class when you went on the road. You stayed in first class hotels. All you were asked to do, play football, which you love to do, uh, go to practice, which you have to do, go to class and keep your grades, which you should do. And everything else was covered. And, of course, the NCAA, their own worst enemy, but they did advance themselves in recent years, going back into the um, 2010, 2011 area, where they started giving players stipends. You could make four to five thousand dollars a semester. You were getting that, depending on something with your school, but you would get four to five thousand dollars a player. And also, you could, if you were uh, from a social, economically challenged background, um, there are all kind of grants you could get as well. My point is, I thought they had a good deal. I thought they had a good deal with what they had. Now, you know, obviously, with the thinking that we have in this generation, it ain't enough. And because people see this guy's making this kind of money, well, I should be making that kind of money because I'm helping the drive the boat. I think the resentment is the universities are bringing in billions of dollars, billions of dollars, and, and to suggest the value of the education was proportional to the amount of money that kid was generating for said university. I, I just think that's when – I mean, if, if I'm the parent of a, of, a, of a college football player and I read where the university – signed a, uh, uh, the university is a part of a conference that signed a billion-dollar television contract. And the head coach signed a, uh, you know, an eight-year, $80 million contract. And the assistant coaches are making two, two and a half million dollars. Do, do I believe the value of my kid getting a scholarship is commiserate with all the uh, – no. That, there is, that, that is so disproportionate. Kid, I, I am shocked that you, a former leader of the state of South Carolina, <laughs> would devalue <laughs> – the value of an education. Well, I mean, I'm not devaluing. Let, we got to take a break. Rev's looking at. I want to stay here. Stay Rev's here. Rev's looking at you funny like. Well, I mean, I knew. I, I've heard Phil enough to know that we have a fundamental disagreement there. Yeah. I mean, you know. But um, as I like to say, that horse has left the station, mm. and that, um, that train has left the barn. We'll mm. be back. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Wake Up Press Box in Rivals, or I think we're at Rivals. Not well, we are in Rivals. It's raining outside, or sounds like mm -hmm. it is. If there's anything oh. you could imagine with a Gamecock or Tiger on it, Will Webster and his team have it here. Man. We'd love to have you drop by, come see us. We got Krispy Kreme donuts. Mm. Thanks to Krispy Kreme, got some coffee. We, we got some um, libations that we can't break the seal on. Right? Brown water, Bad boy. No, brown water. And you can't let, break let the seal your, on um, these either. You, you got a, um, you got an emblazoned. What is that? Embroil. Well, that's yeah. not an embroidery. What is it? It's a uh, Etching, etching, etching on the back. NC State for me and Gamecocks and Tigers for you guys. Oh, you yeah. got an NC State, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My yeah, man Rick Havacost knows yeah. he's, what he's, he's talking about. And he did about. say at the end of the game, if you bring it back, they'll put the final score yeah. on. Unless the game doesn't that. break my way, and then uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather thank not. you to Rick Havacost yeah. for bringing it all up. I've got hats and we got These Tiger fans are already sounding like they did last week, or last year, Cookfield. I mean, what, like overconfident? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was in the bag last week. I don't think they're going to find any Tiger fan overconfident. It is kind of interesting, Bob. Both fan bases are apprehensive. Yes, they both I mean, are. I, I sense both fan it bases. It could go like, either I, way. I, I don't but you really know, what? know what to expect. We, we talked about this seven years ago. That needed to happen so bad that, well, yeah, to Tiger fans it didn't. But that needed to happen so bad because, again, the rivalry started to get stale. Seven years in a row. It got, you know, Carolina. I was having a lot of fun those five. Well, those five, yeah. <laughs> they were stale fun. to me. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's that, what I'm saying. It got so stale that it was finally, Carolina finally had their way for a few years, and it was fun. 
it got stale and it needed to happen. Now it's happened. But now we're right back to, well, who's going to win the game? Well, well Dabo's only 8-6 and six yeah. against the game. That's pretty wild. That's, a, that's pretty crazy stat. It, 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 does, it doesn't does feel good. like that at all. It doesn't feel like that at all. It's the greatest run of the history of Clemson mm. football. Yeah, it does not feel like Dabo's winning 8-6 <coughs> against South Carolina. You know, those, those first losses, you know, again, with Steve Spurrier were still there, kind of get overshadowed by the long winning streak, man. But it, it feels like he's had a lot more success than he's actually had. When right. you heard, when you that's heard what that I, the reason I brought it up. But, well, but but you are, I mean, as Bill Parcells says, you are what's your record. Did that number surprise you, Jason? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 feels, it feels like he's had a lot more success against them than he's actually had. Um, you know, that, that, well, that, that five-game losing streak that he had early in his career, it kind of overshadows that seven-game winning streak. Um, but, it, but, but I went back you, and looked, guys, and that, that five-game winning streak, for the first time in the rivalry's existence, the Gamecocks had more dudes. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. That five-game win streak that South Carolina had was arguably the best five years Carolina football has ever Not seen. Not arguably. Can we you agree? Can argue. Can we agree? I mean, you couldn't argue. I think we can agree. Golden era. Question. Best, best five years South Carolina football has ever had. Sure. Congratulations. They did The seven years that, South, that, that Clemson won, I think we can say arguably <coughs> probably the best seven years Clemson football has ever seen. Uh-huh. Right? So you look, at the, you look at those two dynamics right there. That should tell you a whole lot about your team. And what was the record? Eight and six? Yeah. Eight and six total. Yeah. Keep in mind pretty interesting. that yeah. when the Gamecocks here in, in recent history, when the Gamecocks win, they get help from Clemson. During the five-game winning streak, Clemson turned it over 15 times. So when the Gamecocks won last year up at Clemson, Clemson turned it over how many times? Now, the Gamecocks turned it over too, but the Gamecocks won the turnover margin. So if you're a Clemson fan – and you watch this team this year, and you see the propensity for losing the football. That's got to give South Carolina hope, a little bit of hope mm-hmm. that they can. But the Gamecocks haven't been, you know, they haven't been great uh, in creating turnovers. You know, their own turnover margin is not not good. So you have to hope if you're South Carolina that you catch Clemson on one of those nights where they're loose with the football, or they can intercept Klubnik when he throws the football. Turnover margin is going to be huge in this thing. If yeah. it's not. If there aren't turnovers, if it's a clean game. South Carolina is one of the most penalized teams in the country. Um, they average about 9, 10 penalties a game against them. Uh, you know they're terrible on third down defensively, among the worst in the country. They're terrible at protecting the quarterback, giving up sacks, among the worst in the country, uh, giving up tackles for loss. They're also one of the worst teams in the country in getting tackles for loss. All these things are points of concern if you're South Carolina going into the game when you look at the entire season. Both teams have had a clean November. Which team, for which team is it fool's gold? Or for either team is it fool's gold? I mean, has South Carolina really improved over the last three weeks, beating Jack State, beating uh, Vanderbilt? And and that was a gutsy win over Kentucky. But keep in mind, in, in periods two and three, they had 30 yards. They had a drive in the first quarter. They had a drive in the fourth quarter. In between, they had 30 yards. Um, they're facing a much better defense, much better defense than they faced against Kentucky. Clemson beat a ranked Notre Dame team at home, an improved Georgia Tech team, but still, and a ranked North Carolina team at home. So three wins at home for the both. They both are feeling pretty good. Which one can make the most out of this new enthusiasm and confidence coming into this game? So – I does it feel like does it feel like a seven and a half point? Because it started at nine. 
uh, early in the week. Started at nine. It's down to seven and a half now. Does it feel like more of a touchdown game? That's kind of what it feels like to me. Does it? I mean, I feel like Clemson's a score better, a touchdown better than, than I South Carolina. I don't think so. I don't think they're a full touchdown better. I've not seen Clemson play it up this year. I mean, you know, it's hard for me to evaluate, judge exactly what they've done. I mean, Jason comes on the show every Friday morning, kind of updates us. But I've not seen a lot of Clemson play this year. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm not sure they're seven points better either because you talk about their propensity to turn the ball over, and it's not just that. They have been the back-breaking kind of turnovers. Pick yeah. sixes, scooping scores, mm-hmm. or fumble return to the one, and it's mm-hmm. not just here and there. They have a propensity to do that kind of thing, particularly on the road. And then something else that doesn't get talked about, they don't have a field goal kicker. Ooh, that's a good point. They cannot make a field goal, particularly when you get outside 39, 40 yards. Um, he's not going to make it, period. So if, that, if the ball game comes down to a kick, they're screwed, man. I mean, I, I just don't know how anybody thinks Clemson's a touchdown better than South Carolina on the road. If this game was in Death Valley, we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I do. I'm sorry. Uh, Bob, hey, come on, Bob. I'm sorry. I do. I, I see it. I mean, I, I see a touchdown difference in the game. Talk about I mean, look at the – well, I'm, I, you know, I, I – Look at the past three games for both teams. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. I've seen what uh, Tonka Hemingway has been doing in the past three games. I see what Mario Anderson, somebody called him Super Mario on your show the other night. Mm. I said, I don't know if I'd go that far. Probably but. Gamecock Larry. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I go back to Mike Holmgren. Holmgren said one day, as long as he had the best football player on the field and he was his quarterback, he thought he had a fighting chance. Right. Spencer Rattler is a really good quarterback when given time to throw. And I think he's better. And and if he has time to throw, they will score points. If he doesn't have time to throw, it could be a long night for the Gamecocks. And Leggett Um, has been playing his tail off. But if you go back to last year, Spencer throws a pick six. He throws a, a an interception in the other in the Clemson end zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Gamecocks made their share of mistakes, critical sure. big mistakes yep, last sure. year. Yeah. Um, I still think it comes down to can South Carolina's offensive line. I mean, it got beat up all during the year. This will be their third consecutive game of starting the same unit. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but but if you get three weeks to play together, you're naturally going to be a little better than you were when you started down that road. And I think if they can pass protect. Um, the Klubnik kid has played how many hostile road games? None like this. Well, I mean, he's never played <laughs> at a big night. I mean, he's None. never had a big game on the road. He said it, Monday the loudest environment he's played in was Syracuse. Well, I mean, it'll be a little different oh, than Carrier God. Dome. I can assure Syracuse. you that. Syracuse. Yeah, it'll be a little louder loud. than the Carrier Dome. In, that in the, dome is loud now. In the industrial wasteland oh. known as Williams-Rice Stadium, 730 yeah. at night, there'll be a lot of empty of these. There won't be a lot of full <laughs> ones, but there'll be a lot of empty well, one of those. Reminds um, me the around. question, is it going to be empty at halftime? But Are the students going to leave but, at halftime? But, Bob and, 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 and Jason and Phil, I believe that Clemson is the second most talented. I think they're the third best team but the second most talented team the Gamecocks have played. I think Georgia clearly is the most talented. Mm-hmm. I think Missouri is mm-hmm. a better team. Much better. I mean, they, Much they're, better. They're, Missouri found it. I mean, yes. they, they, you know, they used the transfer portal. They got in. I mean, they, they, they had their legislature change some laws mm-hmm. and some rules. And they, I mean, they're clicking. I mean, they're, they're really clicking. But, but I think Clemson's the second most talented team the Gamecocks will play. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Missouri's a better football team. Um, Clemson's got a lot of talent on the defense side. Again, I don't think they're nearly as talented on offense as they were three, four, five years ago. I think they've had a ton of misevaluations at wide receiver. They just don't have dudes on the outside anymore. 
They've got good, solid running backs, none with none that are home run hitters. Um, and that offensive line, it's been inconsistent this year. You know, they've been a lot better the last three weeks now. They kind of simplified things, went away from, you know, a lot of the pulling and the trapping and stuff they were trying to do in the new offense and just simplified and went back to that zone blocking. And it's really opened the running game up, taking a lot of pressure off club. And he's played a lot better the last three weeks. Is the Garrett Riley experiment a success or failure thus far? I think that's yet to be determined. Okay. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's not been what – I don't think most Clemson fans expected this year. I think they thought it was going to be a quicker turnaround than it has been. Um, You know, I think a lot of people thought K. Clemson was going to be a lot further along than he is right now. You know, absolutely. People expect quarterbacks to be that guy in their first year now. They don't give them time anymore. Um, And like we talked about earlier, not everybody is DJ uh, or excuse me, Trevor Lawrence or, or Deshaun Watson. Um, Dabo made that point very well yesterday. What did our buddy Rick Petito say? Larry Bird ain't walking through that door. That's yeah. Kevin and McHale ain't walking through that exactly. door. Freshmen <laughs> don't play like Trevor Lawrence. Some guys did. need to and a couple years. And Klubnik's good has been really good. You can see the flashes of it. His good is really good, but then he has these moments. Where, I told you, know, you he is Steven Garcia. <laughs> yeah. He's Steven <laughs> Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, hey, he, he, well, he probably minus the booze and whatever else Garcia was doing <laughs> in his in his free time. Garcia was a character, well, but let, he was hit and miss. Let's not forget, very he hot was, and cold. Let's not forget, he was the number two quarterback coming out of his class, right? So I mean, this guy's got he's got potential. Never lost in high school. Same thing yeah. with Trevor. Never lost in high school. And if you, just hasn't translated to the college field. If you look at all those quarterbacks in the class of 2022, mm-hmm. he's performing about the same as all of them. Really? Yeah. That's all interesting. It is. It is. But, I mean, We've got a couple of guests but, here, two guys. But, if but, y'all but, wanna, but, and even but better than the guy Clemson targeted ahead of him, Ty Simpson. But, I mean, I think comparing any quarterback as a freshman to Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, I'm a so game fan. I mean, those two guys were phenomenal. I mean, they were generational. They were – I mean, I remember the first time I saw Stephon Gilmore play. Mm-hmm. As a Gamecock, I said, okay, he's different. I mean, you could just see it in a yeah. second. He's different. I remember um, how despondent I was when I saw Deshaun Watson play as a freshman. Because as a Gamecock fan, I'm saying, okay, he's as good as advertised. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. You don't see that with this kid. I'm like Bob. I mean, I think he develops into a good football player and a good quarterback. But he's not a generational sort of player. And Clemson was fortunate to have the most important position on the field Two played by two generational, and that yeah. you know you get spoiled now, by that. I remember, Deshaun Watson beat you up on on one leg, on one knee, yeah. that's right. and, and yeah. said he'd never one lose again. Win an ass kicking contest. <laughs> well, I mean, and he was a he was a, a hell of a went and got player. a massage, and they came back and hey, uh, hey, hey, hello. Uh, <laughs> you got Clips and fans ready to give up on Klubnik already. They want yes. him to go to the transfer portal and replace him. I'm I think not. that is insane. Sure, Tiger Mark, Tiger Mark. Now, you, you said earlier, you you think they are more than a touchdown better than the game. He always thinks that. I was getting ready to say. I know you always well, think that. But me, why? Let me preface that. For the first time, now, hold on to the table. I don't want you all to fall out. I absolutely 100% agree with Phil mm. on this. Turnovers make the difference. Mm, And if we don't turn it over, we win by two or three touchdowns. Mm. Mm -hmm. When's the last time Clemson has not turned it over? Jump in. You had something to say earlier. If you look at player to player, all every position players, quarterback, maybe South Carolina. Maybe. Rattler's a lot better than Club Nick. Rattler's a senior. Yeah, but he ain't going to That's why he's a lot better. Right, he's better. He's better. Running backs, Clemson. Clearly. Uh, Offensive line, probably equal. 
Wait a minute. Did you say uh-uh. uh-uh. no, uh-uh. Clemson uh-uh. better We're offensive, better Clemson offensive line? Wait a minute. So let, what, Carolina uh, has Carolina's had nine uh-huh. different offensive lines let me, in let ten me games. Ask, ask Spencer Rattler who's got the better offensive line. Come, Come on, me, Wayne. You're better than that. Wait, Wayne. Let me, excuse me. Let, me. let me stop. Ken, when you said, ah, about running backs. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're undervaluing undervaluing Carolina's averaging less than 70 yards a game. I think Clemson's running backs are Clemson running backs are about as good as it gets. That's a tandem. They are. two-man combination. Mufa, Mufa. Mufa. You'll get to know his name Saturday. Mufa had yards against Notre Dame. Let's not forget that. Okay. You got a third, a fourth-string running back in your own backfield, a fourth string. He's, mm-hmm. a, he, he's not even a – he's not even a – I think I called him third string uh, he's Anderson a, the other day. He's not a divi- – he's not even a divi- Division One player. He, oh, come on now. Mario Anderson's he, he, a, a he, good player. He's he, not – he's he third string, good, but he he's a good player. He's, he's a good running back. He's a starting running back at the SEC, and you're saying he's not a Division One running back. Why is he a starting running back in the SEC? Because he earned the job. Default. No, because default. Because it, every, it, it, they have no other one to run the ball. Juju's out. And a, oh, 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 Phil Cornblue's right, nodding his head. So. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I got no complaint with Mario Anderson. No, no, no. He's running, a, he's running a, behind that he's offensive line. He's a, serviceable, a, offensive he's a serviceable line. running back. However, if you're going to watch Clemson, if Clemson's going to be successful Saturday night at Williams-Brice Stadium, they're going to run the football. They're going to have to run I agree with that. They're, they're going to run the football, football, and they're going to run for 250, 300 yards on that on the defense. If they run for 300 yards, it's a long night for the game. Got. It's going. Yeah, yeah that's, the aluminum jungle, and yeah. that's where they're going. I that's just, where they just, should have been going all along this year, and they just hadn't. It hadn't been there. But Clubnick's had his moments. He's had sure. he's had games that he's, he's played really, really good football. Yeah, it's like Jason yeah. said. When he's been good, he's been really good. He's not been great, but he's been good. Well, but he's not. He's still a freshman. I mean, Dabo made that point yesterday very well. That he it's going to take him time. He's not Rattler. He probably doesn't even have. Rattler talent. I mean, Rattler was a Heisman Trophy candidate his freshman year. Well, why do you guys keep going? We're talking about a a quarterback on a team that's what's their record? Seven four. The five and six. Carolina five and six. Five and six. Five and six. Oh, five and six. Yeah. yeah. If he's that good of a quarterback, are they five and six? I think he is. I think that he is that. He's the, the reason they five. He's the reason they're, they're five, five and five six. Oh, he's the reason they're five. They'd be yeah. two and nine yeah. if not for Spencer. Yeah, I, mean, I think Spencer. I, mean, I think right. Spencer Rattler's had one of the ten best years any Gamecock football player has ever had. Well, well, you have to consider that you know South Carolina's had massive turnover on the offensive line. No yes. Wells. They've missed their number one sure. receiver going in in Wells. Uh, they're depleted at running back. Yeah. Um, the, the tight ends took a little while for uh, Trey Knox, Josh Simon to kind of find themselves. They're starting to come on. Yeah. They were expected to have a, a greater impact early. Um, and, I mean, all that added up. The, the offensive line in particular was just a sieve. Uh, it still is for the most part. I mean, you can't st- – they got two freshmen who were starting on the offensive line. That's- true freshmen. Yeah, true yeah two true freshmen, yeah. good players. And in time, you know, you live and you, you suffer with them early on, and eventually they'll get better. And their offensive line next year, when the injured guys step up, and this incoming freshman group joins them, they should have um, 15 or so good offensive linemen. Plus they'll pull in a couple from the portal maybe. Um, they should be okay. But, you know, they've struggled there this year. And, you, you know, you just you can't hide that. You can't. That's hard to fix, and I mean South Carolina's offense against a good defense is about a 17 to 20 point team. That's about all you can expect from them. 
Now, I know they've had their moments at home, and Rattler has been spectacular at Williams-Brice. Going back to the Tennessee game of last year, run the numbers, he is spectacular. Is he a little bit like a, a baseball player that gets on a hitting streak? I mean, does it impress you to be that kind of quarterback? Every now and then, he'll kind of – I agree with that. When you get to that rhythm – He, to a higher degree, seems yeah, to me yeah. that if he kind of gets – but it's all about protection. Yeah. And, I, uh, and I think the biggest mismatch is Clemson's elite defensive line against South Carolina's a little healthier, but still very, very average and Jeremiah line. Trotter. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't forget about Jeremiah well, we Trotter. Got, we got a great linebackers. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. It, yeah. Nine yeah. different starting offensive lines in ten games. Mm-hmm. I still think it's however Leggett goes is how Rattler goes. If Rattler hooks up with Leggett, mm-hmm. that's a win-win for South Carolina. Well, I he, mean, I think they can. But if he doesn't hook up, if Leggett's – if you're going into halftime and Leggett's got two catches for 12 yards, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Will Clemson try to put Wiggins on Leggett wherever he goes? I mean, sure. will, they, will they man up Leggett, you think, with Wiggins? Mostly, yes. probably. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Mostly. Well, Will it be maybe like that 100% exclusively? Probably. Maybe not. No, I think uh, it, maybe Makuba might He started game. doing that with in North Carolina. They had him on Walker, Yeah. as I watched on television. But then he stopped, and they kept him on one side. Yep. They stopped having him follow Walker. And I don't know what the thinking is there. I don't either. Yeah. I was wondering that, too, because I figured yeah. he'd follow Tez all over the field, yeah. and they stopped that. Yeah. Because yeah. he would be their lockdown corner. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's their, you know, he's their guy so. that can, they can I mean, he, take he, the other receiver and take him out of the game, you hope. He took Keon Coleman out of that Florida State game, and, you know, outside of the one long catch against he had early in that game, he took Tez Walker out of that game Saturday. And what a fantastic play he made there, knocking the ball out of the mm-hmm. goal line. Yeah, when you think about that game against North Carolina, think about this. I mean, Clemson won it, and they pretty much domoed North Carolina for the second half. But, my goodness, North Carolina had two touchdowns that they fumbled away. They had um, a pass interception in the end zone where – North Carolina was called for roughing the passer. That was the worst call. No, it was a terrible, it terrible was, call. It was, it was the, a terrible the rule call. is terrible. Yeah, it yeah. was the proper call, proper but call. the rule is terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. How did he? That was I don't he, he, hit him he, he, he hit him in the head. He hit him in the head. He did. He did. He went He high. had his hand up to defend the pass and just – Brushed him. You're right. He went I mean, high, but he didn't hit him in the head. Did, but his hand, did his hand not hit his helmet? Did it not hit his helmet? No. <laughs> I, I don't think it, it did. It looked like he hit his helmet. I think it might have touched his helmet. By rule, that was rough in the past. Anyway, it was a terrible call. I mean, you can just say it was a terrible call. My wife even asked me to come in and look at it. My point is Clemson should have been buried in that game. 21 to nothing in the first quarter. They should have been buried. And they weren't. Yeah. And would have been one of the greatest and rallies in the history of Clemson football. You think football. they'd still come back to win? Hell yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. All right. Tiger Mark and Wayne, thank you all for joining <laughs> in. <laughs> Let me say something about Klubnik. The one thing that we got to do with Klubnik, and he'll be a much better quarterback, is get the high school player out of him. Yeah. Right. He's he's tried That's to make point. he's hey. tried to make plays. That he could make in high school, just like at Miami that when he last, changed to play the last play and of the ran game. toward the corner. Well, and you ain't going to outrun defensive well, ends in, in the ACC. And, Mark, you got to get him some dudes on the wideouts. I mean, you got to get him some yeah, guys. Well, that's, that, you know, co- I mean, that's coming, and, too. And I think Jason says they've under-recruited at, at wide receiver. We have. And, they, uh, they West come, and they come in next coming. year, though. Yeah. West Coast coming. Hannafin's on really? his way. Yep. So Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be – thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all joining us. don't have any game back talking on the headset. We're back. Wake up, press box. Babe, we'll read that if you don't mind. You just I don't better mind at all. Uh, 
Black Friday special coming up this week. If you can't make it by Rivals today to take advantage of the 30% off coupon deal, Rivals will have 30% off all clothing, headwear, and shoes this Black Friday. Uh, the morning of the 24th from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. After that, from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m., all clothing, headwear, and shoes will be 20% off all that day only, and all clearance marked items will be 75% off on Friday. So come on by and join us on Friday. And uh, I need to turn my headset up a little bit so I can hear me again. It's that big head. Yeah, it is. It's a big head. And uh, but uh, got big ears I, to go with them. I just noticed. That I, great I do want to get. I want. I want. I've been looking. I at want everybody. What? Wearing that orange. Earnhardt, I mean, Phil's not Danny wearing Ford. orange, but he's a tiger. I want all oh, of you no, guys to tell me, oh, yeah. what is the fate and future of the ACC? Bad boy, I'll start oh, with you. What, what, where does wow. the, where oh. is the, we're talking about college football that five years from now. What, where is the ACC five years from today? I, I think it's intact. I really do. I, I'm, I'm not, I've never bought for a dollar that the ACC, that Clemson's going somewhere, Florida State's going somewhere. Uh, North Carolina. You grew up to, where? You grew up where? Grew up North Carolina. Greensboro. I just, I, yep, Greensboro, North Carolina, and that I, where the ACC office is. That's that, that would be that born. would be the heart of ACC country. It yeah. was born at the Sedgefield Country Club, right around the corner from my house, and uh, I just think that the ACC, if we could get better leadership, we we had decent leadership under Swafford. As much as I hated him hmm. as a Tar Heel, he was a good leader, and Jim Phillips is not as strong a leader as Swafford was, but I don't think the ACC is going anywhere. Uh, now, I think we're going to have that Pac-4, I mean the Pac-2, hmm. join with the Mountain West to try to be whatever it's going to be, but they're never going to be voted to be a Power 5 again. So we're going to have a Power 4, and it's, you know, uh, when the playoff comes in next year, they're, the Gang of Five will have one champion, They'll be seated 12th, and all the rest will be uh, at large. Will Clemson and Florida State be in the ACC in five yes. years? Yes, 100%. Bob? Why you got to ask me that? Because you've got the orange, and you're the insider. You work at Clemson. Well, yeah. I, you know, the jury's still out because I don't know where this – I don't know where we're going. Like I said earlier, it's been birthed. You got it. Just, it just ain't. It ain't walking yet. It's still crawling. You got to be invited somewhere first. Who's inviting them? Mm. Silence is deafening. <laughs> Five years. Clemson and Florida State's not in the ACC. Where are they? I don't know. I mean, this is speculation. Who is? We don't know where they're going to be. We've talked about don't be it nervous about making it up. We do it every day of the week. Exactly. I mean, don't be worried about making it up. I think if you look at everything Clemson's done behind the scenes, it just screams Big Ten. Yeah, I it mean, does. Lacrosse. Know, look, the, the sports they've added. The, the, Gymnastics. Yeah, all the sports they've added. Amy the Smith starts next month. Um, the, the, the the What is it? The dental school or whatever yeah. school. Veterinarian school, 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 Jason. Come on, man. Veterinary school. And that's going to be big. Yeah, now, how the hell does that have anything to do with that's athletics? Because trying that's to get big. back in AAU. That AAU. That's right. That's big. And listen, listen, having the veterinarian have, school have fun, come in is Have huge. fun with that but, women's volleyball tournament in Stanford. How could Clemson go this long in its life and not have a vet school? I hey, don't listen, think they, it's going to be They tried it 20 because people like Ken Ard, 
Yeah. Did you who voted kill, it down? Did you kill did you vote it down? Did you kill the vet? Did you kill the vet? I had a chance to. I probably you did. did. I might not remember. But <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> I had a because chance to. About 15 <laughs> years ago, they tried to get it. And, and probably did. They shut it down. I but mean, now they, they did. Coming. They got that, that was Harvey Peeler's baby. Yeah. I mean, Harvey's a big tiger I'm fan. I'm just saying they got all those farm yeah. animals running around up ACC there. ACC in existence five years from now. Cows. Is Clemson in the ACC corn? Oh, geez. I have. I have yeah, no see, idea. I have see. no idea. You've done this long, and I have. You know we make it up as we go. So I know. I mean, I could say yes. I could say no. I, I mean, right. I don't want to. I just knows. don't. I don't know. This thing changes. You could say Daily. they could join something like they're in something now, but in two years they could move to something else, and two years after that move to something else because that's the way it's been. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that my uh, opinion has been for a while that eventually we're going to get to a, a national alignment of college football. Everything else just follows. Would love to see. We're going to have a national alignment. Now, you might have your Atlantic Coast Division. You might have your Southeastern Conference Division. Whatever. That's where I think we're headed. Yeah. It's We've going been to be saying under, that for the longest time, And these though. schools will get together, and they will make their own rules. How many schools? I mean, how More many? More or less than 40. 48. Okay. I've been saying all along 48. We've been talking all along 48. We've talked about that. Maybe as many as 60, but I I, I think think you get more than – if you go more than 64, it's too many. But I like what Bob said. 48 sounds about right. There's not 60 teams that could win a national championship. 32 would probably be better. You get up to 60, you're starting to include teams like Wake Forest. So, yeah, I I don't don't think it gets to 60. Somewhere around 40 to 50. You know, um, we're expanding the playoffs, which, I mean – We'll see. I, I don't see how that's good. I don't see how you're going to have um, great. riveting football in some of these. I, I mean, I really don't. I mean, we are we are watering down the regular season Absolutely. to the point where it's going to be college basketball. I laugh at these college basketball junkies who get so excited about uh, Purdue and Tennessee last night in the Maui Classic. Whoop-de-doo. It was a great game. But what does it mean? It's a quad one win, isn't it? For yeah. They're, but they're both going to be in the NCAA tournament. Purdue. They're both going to be when it really matters. Yeah. I mean, basketball doesn't really matter until we get into February and March. I yes. give you the Q1 this and the Q2 this and these wins and all that. But pretty much 60, 30 of the, of, is too many. I get that. Well, I'm, well we're getting off we're okay. apples and oranges right, here, right, right, basketball, right, football. Right, right, I want right. to go back. You know, football, again, from what I've enjoyed my entire life is that a football Saturday, a college football Saturday, a special event. And if you took a loss, pretty much ruined you as far as any postseason is concerned. Um, I mean, like a major bowl or something like that. And uh, then the fan bases lose interest. And then at the uh, at, at eight game, eight game, well, nine game, I mean, ten don't matter. Not when not when it was that you you went to the games to support your team. You had that kind of fan base that supported their team because they wanted to be at the games, they wanted to tailgate, and the enjoyment of being there on a Saturday afternoon. I know we're losing that. I know it's all business now. And you got your 40,000 fans who will show up for anything. That's Clemson and South Carolina. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Uh, and then you've got now your recently developed secondary fan base that really go for the party, the drinking. Oh, and if we're good, I'll be there. Recently developed secondary <laughs> fan base. I got to remember like that. It. You like that, huh? I, I got to like remember it. that. That is true. I like it am, I, am I lying no, to you? No, you nailed it. That's I mean, pretty you good. You got your Johnny Come Latelys who see a hot product, and Clemson's got those too. And I think this is what Dabba was talking about when he had his little blow up with uh, the 1.5 with Tyler. Tyler and yeah. Spartan. And, um, You're right. <laughs> 
and that's the group that drops off. When you start losing games, that's the people who start chirping, and, and those are the ones who don't. Now, we'll give Clemson credit. An hour and a half. I've often wondered how the fan base would react when Clemson dropped off the elite tree. They still have turned out in big numbers. I mean, they packed it for North Carolina. I don't think it was packed for Georgia Tech. I was there, and I think there was upper deck was a little bit thin in some areas. North Carolina was packed. You know, South Carolina, um, you know, I'm sorry, the world's best fans don't leave at halftime. I hear you. I and I that. think, you know, Shane put himself out for mockery because he knows that those words he said on Saturday night after they beat Kentucky calling out the students would be used against him on the Internet because they'll say, hey, the Clemson, uh, the South Carolina head coach calling out his fans, calling out his students. Yeah, but he's right. That's what I'm talking about. This new age fans, they're not there for the game. They're there for the party. That's why administrators feel like they've got to do all this other stuff to enhance the fan enjoyment. To me, the best way to enhance the fan enjoyment is to win the damn game. <laughs> Winning enhances everything. Everything else is just is just fluff. If you are a good winning program people will come and support you they don't care if Darude comes in or who or name them you know whoever you're bringing in that's just all secondary crap to me the you're, you're losing in you're some places i am and i will <laughs> and i will always be an old white guy um but i like you, old white guys. you're losing the yeah. essence of what it what it's all about <laughs> um so I, so anyway, uh, where were we going? Well, I mean, they well, just I you said you were team playoff, oh, yeah, so, so watering think, down I, the regular season. I think, oh, white yeah. guys is what I'm thinking. I think, I think <laughs> that uh, what, what, what's I mean, except for television, when you, when television makes all the decisions, oh yeah, it's usually bad. Hey, easy, I, easy. How many conference championship easy. games this year? I know it helps you choose. Yeah, the twelve team playoff was in effect. I'm this tired year. of paying for your kids' education, all right? I mean, how many conference championship games are meaningless if the 12 team playoffs? In I do, right I do now? want to do this before yep. before we take our break. Phil's talking about the students leaving the game early. My daughter's a junior at Darlamore School of Business. The students Uber to the game. It's an off-campus stadium. The students Uber to the game during the day. Why didn't y'all build that thing on campus? Well, well, well dang, the way they're building that campus down there, it's almost right well, on it, campus they're, now. they're trying to get there. They're buying about yeah, all the property. They're buying create, everything they can buy. Creating a tax dilemma for the city of Columbia because yeah. it's, it's not for profit. <laughs> anyway, story for another yeah. day. But, but the problem is they've not figured out a way to get the kids back to campus after the game. And if you leave at halftime, Uber will come get you. you. Know, if you wait to the end of the game, guys, I just crap. don't I mean, buy see, that. See, but I, I just the, the fatal mistake, and I just hope if college football makes a determination that it's not entertainment, it'll get exactly what it deserves. You don't pay Aaron Rodgers forty million dollars to throw a football. You pay forty million dollars to entertain people. And whether we like it or not, we live in an entertainment age and an entertainment Have era. Have you been to an NFL game? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. What do you see not in an NFL recently. game? What I'm do you see in an NFL entertainment. game? Entertainment. I'm not talking about the Panthers. I'm talking about real NFL. Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, inter- it's entertainment. Ouch. No, no. Phil. I mean, you, what do you see at a game? You see football. Bingo. But, but uh, yeah. you see two teams run out of the locker room ready to play football. And you, you don't believe see, that. You the, don't the, see sidelines jammed with uh, hangers on. It's clean. They might have a marching band if you're lucky. Okay, now look, I know that Super Bowl's got the halftime excitement, inter- entertainment, and the, the championship games, but the typical NFL game is It's just, entertainment. 
they admit it. They're well, in I the mean, entertainment I get business. That they're entertainers, Only but they're, they're, Swifties but around is an entertainment. But I just think we're looking at college football like we did in the 70s and 80s, and I think it's a different animal today. And I respect that. You I'm And I wish it were I, still I admit, the way. I'm stuck in the past. But, but I, I, listen, I, I, I want to go back to this whole student thing, Ken. First off, I just so totally disagree with that because when we what were students. What do you disagree with? Well, when we were students. No, no, no. Why, why do you disagree with what I said? He's going to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. For them to leave at halftime, they want to go because they can't get a ride home. That's that's hogwash. I never had all, all, all I said Listen, was they leave because I, they can't get a ride. I didn't say if, it's hogwash or not. If you're a football fan, you're going to stay there for your team. But whether most aren't football fans. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They're and not that, that's the point I'm trying to make. We, we, we believe the world's full of football fans. There's very few football fans in the world. Bingo. But college there are a lot kids, of people who desire to be entertained. Are, the college kids if we believe football that football fans, can survive no. by the football huh? fan alone, it'll die why did, on its face. Why did Clemson – Oh, so you're saying because it's an off-campus facility that the students leave at halftime because they can't get a ride back to campus. Back to campus. Correct. Because yeah. they all Uber. They Uber there during the day. What At halftime, Uber will come get them. We used to walk back to. We used well, to walk back. I, I get it. We game. used to ride horses to work. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we, we used to add and would scribble notepads. I mean, I, I get it. I'm not. I'm I, not defending. I, that, that's that's a weak argument. Yeah, we got to we got to take we got to take just get Ken Hour, I, I guess today. Crazy. And I kind of like it. Anyway, <laughs> take, take, take a break. We'll be back in a few. I've never been to a, a Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. There was a period in my life I probably should have, but yeah. I didn't go. But I've heard that you go around the table and introduce yourself. I'm I'm Ken Ard, host of Wake Up Press Box. I'm Phil Cornblut of I host Sports Talk. Okay, yeah. On, on, on statewide network, Phil. I mean, give yourself yes. credit here. You give are a statewide. Well, don't be such a humble man. Whatever. Sports Talk Media yeah, Network. Yeah, yeah. Sports Talk Media Network. And for how many years, Phil? Come on. Yeah. Come on tell us. Uh, it was well, 20, it was 25 years ago 40. when he said Garrison Hurst was going to South Carolina. It Done was. deal. Don't worry about it. Was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it's been 40 years. Sorry. 40 wow. years of the show. Wow. All, Tommy I remember, all I remember. Tommy Fraser's coming to Clemson too. Ours he was. is half uh, half the time <laughs> of uh, his. We've 20. We're embarking on our 20th year. <laughs> and you year. are. I'm the bad boy of sports radio, Alan Smothers, and I am Bob Schuster. Bobby Shue, Bobby Benedict Shue. Bob, oh, yeah, with us every Thursday morning. Clemson University, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tiger Mark's put the headset back on. Uh-oh. The one and only Tiger Mark. <laughs> the man. I don't think Tiger Mark's ever called my show. I'm sorry, Jason, go ahead. To how with one red light. It's because I don't call Gamecock shows. Ooh. No, but J- oh, Jason's, Jason uh, does work for. Yeah, I work <laughs> sure for. Oh, I'm, I'm on the Clemson beat, allclemsontigers.com. Okay. And he also does. High school play-by-play football for us. So yep. That's the Florence game of the week on ESPN South Radio. Florence and Irmo Friday night. Lower state championship oh, yeah. game right here on ESPN Radio, 96.3. Jason, why did both Carolina and Clemson, why were they so late on Lenore Sellers? Oh, that is That's a, kind of your world. Um, I, I don't know why South Carolina was so late on him. That, that kind of proves you can go about recruiting a guy the wrong way and still land him. <laughs> um, you know, Clemson just kind of yeah. they, they they had another target. They had their guy, Chris Vazina. They got in on him early. He he is a guy Dabo Sweeney identified early on. He had worked out at Dabo's camp for years. I, I think Lenore's maybe only worked out at Clemson's camp once, so that, so they didn't lay eyes on him the way they had Vazina. And, and you know, they just had their guy, and, and that's who they wanted. That's who Dabo believed in. Uh, I don't have an answer for you for why South Carolina got in so late on him now. Maybe they just were confident enough in the fact that if they wanted to 
go that route late, they thought that they had enough confidence in their ability to go land him. And, and you know, I think it turned out that was the case. I think Mama wanted him to stay home. Um, you know, it's right down the road. Syracuse is a long ways from here. Well, I will tell you, I had Syracuse Saturday night in Atlanta in Dino Baber's last game. And let me tell you something, Lenora Sellers would be a star at Syracuse mm -hmm. now because Schrader was hurt. It was nothing but wildcat, wildcat, well, wildcat all he's night gonna long. He's going to be a star in Columbia. We're hoping so. Hang on. He was committed to Virginia. Correct. First. Originally, right. right. Originally. And, and right. then the coordinator went to Syracuse. Robert and A. And he goes up there. And then he leaves Syracuse. So that all worked in South Carolina's favor once they finally got around to offering yep. him. He went to North Carolina. He ended up at North Carolina State, right? Yeah. But his late evaluations, from what I'm gathering, were much better than his early evaluations. Did he just get that much better field his senior year? He was hurt his junior year, yeah. most of it. You yep. know, he yep. he missed right. a lot of his junior year. Working legs or something, wasn't Exactly. Yeah. Right. Shoulder. Yep. Yep. And, um, we, we got our, our Gamecock antagonist, Tiger Mark. We got we got Raj here. Yep. Um, I think it was inter Smiley Cock. Yes. I'm Roger Smiley. Okay. Yeah. Smiley Cox. Yeah. And Smiley Cox. Dave Baker. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I'm, I'm here too. I'm, I'm here too. Dave Baker. Dave's got the controls. Dave's got his bottle of booze morning. and gift card. That's all he's worried about. I can we, tell we, you we, some stories about little good. Davey Baker now. I can tell you a lot of stories about <laughs> Why is Dave's bottle smaller than everybody else? <laughs> it's, um, it's a it's, personal it's, problem. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's wider. It's very small batch. It's yes, Jefferson Reserve. Yeah. That's the much more expensive. Oh, Dave's got expensive brown water. He'll start quoting the Declaration of Independence by. That's right. <laughs> hey, guys, I, I, uh, because of the rain this morning, uh, my man Kirby Anderson with Raldex Hospitality says they are postponing the Gamecock Tiger Golf Tournament over at the Country Club of South Carolina mm -hmm. to next Wednesday. So if you want to play golf in the uh, Raldex Golf Extravaganza uh, for the Gamecocks and Tigers, uh, it's just miserable conditions, he says. Uh, and uh, so they'll have brunch at 9 o'clock next Wednesday. Then they'll have barbecue afterwards. There'll be golf. And so uh, enjoy it. Uh, next Wednesday, just uh, go with Kirby at Raldex.com. That's mm. Kirby at Raldex.com and check it out. Hypothetical, Jason. SCC Big Ten. Both call Clemson. They have a standing invitation to either league. Who would you like to see Clemson say yes to? Oh, uh, you're asking me who I'd prefer? Sure. Uh, well, we already know the answer to that. Big Ten. Because okay. I, I despise everything about the SEC. You would rather be in the Big Ten? Absolutely, just because I hate the SEC. Okay. I've been programmed to hate the SEC. <laughs> I, 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 I the four-letter network over there. Yeah, I, it just means more is, is so old. I'm so tired of it. I'm so old. I'm so over it. it just <laughs> you means don't more. Get, guys, it's crazy. You, you don't want to get in the middle of that that animal farm you, at, at the SEC. You need to go I, go to just, SEC I don't see the intrigue week, with Clemson one week. Big You need to go to SEC kickoff one time just to absorb it. I've been there. What is the SEC? I've been there. It just means more, right, Phil? Well, it I just mean, means they more. do they do do a great job of uh, self promoting. They and do. They do a good patting job themselves marketing. on the back. They got back. some good marketing people. Um, I mean, they look. They are what they are. They're the strongest uh, conference in the country. And you I can't argue with the results when you look at football, basketball, baseball, women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, where where are they weak as a league? They got the best TV contracts. They make the most money. They no, got Big the Ten's best coaches. Contracts Oklahoma, are bigger. Big Ten's contract's better than SEC. It's well, it is bigger now, right but I mean, I now, think the SEC's Bob, but it had won't a better be. ongoing contract situation. clear that up to you. It's okay. bigger right now, but it won't be when okay. Oklahoma right. and Texas come in the league. Okay, but hear me out. Right now is when the last four or five years? 
right now is the last four or five years. They've been better the last four or five years than the SEC has been. But, but, but the concern, if, if I'm Clemson, money, 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 not money. Money. I'm talking money. We're talking money here. But, but if I were Clemson, I'd be concerned not to be in either. No, I mean, I'd be real worried to get left holding the bag at the big Oh, 10. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, well, let me just ask you this. Okay, I'll be, I'll, I asked this of everybody, Clemson, Carolina, every, would you rather have an extra $30 million and sit your ass at home every year for Christmas <laughs> or go to a playoff? Profanity. Profanity. I mean, just serious. I mean, which would you rather do, go to the playoff every year or sit at home for Christmas and make $30 million more. I think in the future, if you're not in one of those big two, you might be sitting at home regardless. I'm not sure the how, much access, is I'm not sure how much access you're going to have. The I ACC think, I, I will think, get a champion in every year. I mean, I've, I've heard some of this. I mean, I think the SEC's primary interest is Virginia and North Carolina, I mean, those two states, a combination of North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, NC State. I mean, I've heard – I mean, I, 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 it trust me, it's who, not Virginia Tech and NC State. Well, I mean, it'd be one, it'd be a combination of those four teams. <laughs> You're right. Wants. Nobody You're wants right. I mean, State. North, North Carolina's got what, 12, 13 million people. Yeah. Virginia's got about nine or 10 million people. That's 25-ish million people that you um, subscribe to, and it goes back to football's not a sport; it's a entertainment. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where we are now, and the TV networks are more interested in where the eyeballs and subscriber units are. And if the SEC expands, I think they're going to expand to North Carolina and Virginia. I mean, I think they'll sit tight once Oklahoma and Texas join the fold. Um, but I think Bad Boy makes an interesting point. Has anybody inquired? I mean, has the Big Ten extended an invitation? Has yeah, they haven't even thought about it? Has the SEC extended an invitation? No, all? they've been thinking about it. Oh, they've been thinking about it. Don't th- okay. They got a new commissioner. The ACC has a new commissioner. The Big Ten has a new commissioner. The SEC has said once they get Texas and Oklahoma, they're good for a, for a while. while. They're good. I mean, what? What? Why do they even need? They're they're, they're bringing know, in two more lions they, to that jungle. They were good for a while until the news came out that one day that caught everybody off surprise. Hey, Texas, Oklahoma going to the SEC. Whoever heard, who saw that coming? Anybody? Nobody, nobody, nobody yeah. saw that coming. Let's that's take a break. We, we, we got behind it. I'll let floor be your field on the other side. Take a break. Back in a few moments. Back at Rivals, a store divided. We are on trade court in Florence, directly across from the McLeod Fitness Center, just off McLeod Boulevard. Come on by and join us. You can't miss the building, even though it's raining. Uh, you got the orange and purple stripes and the garnet and black stripes down the back side of the building and the big rival sign. So check that out. Thank you to uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts on Palmetto mm-hmm. Street uh, for the donuts and coffee this morning and to uh, Rick Havacost and Mickey Finns for bringing by some stuff to give away as well. We got some gift cards if you want to check those out. And uh, Sam from the Grateful Dog came by and uh, took care of us as well. But rivals during the rivalry uh, morning show all the way up until 10 o'clock this morning, people can swing by and pick up a 30% off one-item coupon. Good for today only. They'll also have a 50% off their clearance good items uh, all day as well. So a uh, person can swing by on their way to work, pick up the coupon during the show, then come back later today to use it. And you don't have to, uh, if you don't have time to shop this morning, but we've got a bunch of our regulars here. Charles and Clint and uh, Tiger Mark and a bunch of guys. So come on by and join us if you want to. Again, we're on Trade Court in Florence at Rivals, 
a store divided. Thank you to uh, Will Webster for all he's done for us this morning and uh, taking care of us. And we love being here on Wednesday. We're talking Gamecock Tiger football. We've really been talking more about conference realignment and NIL and anything else rather than the game itself. Uh, what do we well, see? I mean, to, to, to me, they're bigger stories. I mean, the game is the game is the game. Right. Um, but the story of NIL and transfer portal and how they're impacting college football. I mean, as a Gamecock fan, I like my chances a little better if Jaheim Bell and Marshawn Lloyd are there. We were talking about who has the better offensive backfield, you know, running backs. Um, Clemson's got a better tandem than, than you know, but if Marshawn Lord was there, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different uh, set of circumstances. But the Gamecocks have a better quarterback. I, mean, I, th- I think they do. They have I mean, no I, question. I, th- I think they have a better quarterback. I and think they I, I think Xavier gets the best receiver. Rece- on receiving the field. core. Um, yeah. But but I go back to the defensive line and offensive line. I want to jump back if 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 Jason and Bob doesn't mind. Is it that personal with the SEC? I mean, is it is it that? You see where I'm headed. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I mean, I get, I get wanting. I understand, and, and I think Phil talked a lot about the self-marketing, the self-branding. Um, I mean, I, I ran for office. Branding and marketing is a big part of that. Sure. The SEC does a better job than anybody, like it or not. Sure. Um, you know, um, I may not beat Clemson, but I'll find an SEC school that can. That's kind of been our motto for the last ten, well, 10 you, or twelve years. When you have a, when you have a sports network in your back pocket. And when the people who work for that sports network are shills for you as an organization, you can create the narrative. Yeah. And the SEC has been the master of creating the narrative about the SEC because they own the network. The people that work there are shills, and that's the way the world spins. Hey, I, I, I have an inside look at that every day, every weekend just about because I'm part of that whole process. And I know how ESPN makes those Makes the SEC because it's all about the SEC. The they ESPN, build a machine, Bob. It's I mean, all, they build a machine. They build a machine. However, my thoughts about all that are that the Big Ten has been the bell cow for years. Even though the SEC, it just means more, but the bottom line is the Big Ten's television package pays more. It has paid more for five or six or eight years now. A bad boy and I fight over this all the time. Yeah, that's this year. That's this year. Wait till next year. Hmm. Well, wait till next year. How many times have we said that, Phil, over our lives over the past 40 years? Well, if you're Gamecock fans. For Gamecock fans, wait till next year. And it's been wait till next year. But I'm saying the last four, five, six years, <laughs> the Big Ten has, is where the money has gone. But, now, Bob, but Bob and, and, and Jason, um, You'd get excited about playing a, a football game in late November against Northwestern in Chicago? No, no, no absolutely well, I mean, not. That's where I'm headed. To me, the natural – kind of playing in Vanderbilt in November. I understand the overbearing <laughs> nature of the SEC. I mean, I get that. I understand that. I accept it as real. I mean, the reason I'm not offended by it is we benefit from it. You know, we, we're part of the machine, so to speak. We kind of freeload a lot as part of the ride. But, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. A November um, matchup in Happy Valley would intrigue me. Be, I, I get that. But wouldn't yep. you rather play Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina in consecutive weeks? Yeah, I, I get all that. You know, it's, sure. it's the fan in me that, that would not like joining the SEC. I've always been in, more in favor of, you know, I, I see the SEC as the big dog. And I've always more favored of knocking the big dog off, being the little dog that knocks the big dog off the porch, so to speak. Um, 
But, but but when this does settle. How often do you get to do that in the SEC, though? Oh, if you're a Clemson fan, you've done it quite often you've over the past decade. You've done it a lot here lately. Exactly. <laughs> They've been pretty and successful. everybody says, oh, who do they play? Well, who do they have to play? They won the national championship. They're well, I mean, they've been there. Overall, not so much. Last 10 years. Last 10, that's what I was going to say. Last 10 years, now it's, it's – it's ramped down over the last three years. Yeah, they definitely but taking a step back. But I always say, you know, the reason Paul Feinbaum hates uh, Clemson and Dabo is that Dabo's been on par with sure. Nick His Saban. Alabama boys. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he hates uh, Clemson because they've been seen on the same level as Alabama. Not just seen, have been. Have been. I mean, they have been beating them. You know, Duh. up until Georgia get, arrives and Kirby gets there and does – and does his thing. Right. You get no argument from me. The more intriguing matchups, the better, the better rivalries are in place in the SEC. And I'm a big baseball guy, so so I look at it from that aspect, too. I, I would hate to see Clemson join the Big Ten in baseball because that would just suck. Mm. But, um, you know, it, it, for me, just, just the fan in me, I have just been programmed for so long to despise everything about the SEC, the way it's marketed. You know, the way they're so much better than every other league. And I've told you this before, that term SEC speed – I cannot stand that term. You're telling me no other team in this country's got speed like that? Because I've seen it with my own eyes when teams in other leagues. Jason, I'm shocked to think you're scared of Big Ten baseball. Yeah, well, not, no, that, not, no, not he's scared of it. He, he means oh. having to go up there in February. Oh. Uh, but you know, you well, joining the SEC in baseball is even worse than in football. Because you oh, got yeah. you got 15 teams in that league that care about baseball. They all care about yeah, baseball. That's, that's why, I mean, that, I'm kind of torn on it, to be quite honest. But I, I've just been programmed so long to just, you know, despise the SEC. It's just yeah. the way it's marketed, and they've been excellent at it. They are marketing geniuses, like you say. I mean, but, and, but without being in one of the two leagues, there's a, I mean, there's a financial situation Clemson finds themselves in. Um, once the Big Ten expands – and I think the TV contract at Bob Point, I mean, it does exceed the SECs. But then uh, Oklahoma and Texas join the SEC, and they're both on par with one another. And, I mean, as, as a Gamecock fan, I guess we should be embarrassed that we squander that financial advantage over over the in-state rival. Phil, I mean, do, do you – Do you want to – I mean, I was gonna say as right. a neutral arbiter, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think mm-hmm. Clemson obviously fits better in the SEC? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Clemson is a, an SEC athletic program. You know, the ACC can lift itself up by its bootstraps eventually. Um, but when you look at Clemson's athletic plant, they are more like an, an SEC, SEC program. Team, I sure. mean, look at, you know, football. Uh, you know, well, sure, they, they emphasize baseball. Um you know, the basketball program is going to be very good this year, and they've had some good years under under Brownell. They never really were, obviously, an ACC-level basketball program. The SEC has lifted itself up in basketball the last few years by improving the coaching and, of course, the players as well. So, yeah, I would say across the board that Clemson, from an athletic standpoint only, is more in line with what the SEC and the, how the SEC thinks because it's football first, but – the SEC is also strong in other sports. Clemson is obviously football first, but they have some strengths in some other in some other sports as well. They have some weaknesses. I mean, um, you know, their women's basketball—they're trying to build that up, but that's a that's a weak sport. Um, then again, their softball is great. Yep. Their soccer teams are 
gymnastics. Com- well, they're playing for they're in the top. They've 16. never lost a gymnastics meet. Yep. No. Nope. Um, Getting ready to start. They uh, <laughs> January. Amy Smith. Uh, I guess rowing. I don't know how they are in rowing. Not too. Um, you know, their tennis programs have been a little bit down. I yep. think in recent years. Yeah. But you know, here we are. We're we're kind of you know drifting away. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they. Uh, if you ask me, if they are from an athletic standpoint, their facilities and their fan base and the money. Yeah, I think they're obviously a good fit for the SEC okay, if, if there was a, a spot for them to go into, which there isn't. Other than one being geographically in the south and one geographically centered in the Midwest. Want to jump in? What is the biggest difference okay. in the Big Ten and SEC? I mean, I think we're agreeing that they're the two preeminent conferences in America. Well, I, mean, I think now got I, West Coast teams. I think top team. to bottom, I think top to bottom, um, fan yeah. interest – well, we're talking football. Sure. We're talking football. Let's just narrow it down. We're talking football. Uh, I think I think you got more fan support all around the SEC. When you look at the fact that throw out Vanderbilt, okay, Vanderbilt's an outlier. Um, but they keep our SAT score. Yeah, well, they do. Academics, yeah. Phil, come ev- on. Everybody in the SEC, uh, you know, uh, Mississippi State and uh, Mississippi, their stadiums are on that borderline. But everybody else in the SEC has got, a, have got stadiums that are 77,000 or more. Um, Mississippi State's about 50. Maybe they push 60. I think Ole Miss has expanded. They're around 60. They got big stadiums all around the league. Uh, and they pack those stadiums. They pack those stadiums uh, every Saturday. Um, I mean, throw Texas A&M in there, 101,000. Uh, Tennessee, 102,000. LSU, 100,000. Alabama's. Uh, nobody's got stadium and fan support for football like that. You know, the Big Ten, sure, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, they pack it in. Um, Penn State. Penn State is another one. Hard to still consider them a Big Ten team considering their, their past, but they are Big Ten. Um, but who else? You know, Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, um, name them. So Nebraska. I think um, Nebraska. Yeah. 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 Nebraska. Um, they don't realize it's not 1979. They're, they're not. Yeah. They're not very good. But um, biggest facade in college. Football. I'm just. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, all across the uh, SEC lands, and I didn't mention Alabama. I didn't mention Auburn. That's another 85,000. Georgia. Georgia's ninety-two thousand. So help me out here, Kentucky. Kentucky's sixty-five thousand or sixty-two thousand. So across the landscape of the SEC football, you got these huge stadiums. They pack them all pretty much every Saturday. I don't know the Big Ten matches up from that standpoint. You got hot spots here and there, but I don't think across the board, the fervor for college football is in the SEC is unlike anywhere else. It is. It's just the most eat. rapid fan bases in the well, country. Oh, it's because college yeah. football yeah. is the southeast. Yeah. Again, about it. we got uh, got you some Carolina help. TG. We need some. Yeah, Carolina we help now. Oh, gang Tommy, oh, Tommy's, Tommy's in the house. Two gloves. Ganey has joined us here at Rivals. Four. A store divided. Uh, cashed a big check last week on the yeah, PGA baby. Tour. Yeah, good, Tommy. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, I'm all good. Saturday, Tommy. I'm all good. How about you, boys? Good, man. Very good. Very good. Drop, you, uh, drop Davis off at school and. Came no, they didn't have school this morning. Oh, no school. That's right. It's, it's, it's raining. Off. They don't go to school when it rains. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't that a fact? Um, <laughs> they don't go to school when the wind blows now. You're right about that. So Man, I'm listening to all this here. Your about head, is your head hurting? Yeah, it sounds the, like The realignment. Yeah. Clemson, if they belong in the SEC or not. Well, I don't think the question is do they belong. I think the question is do they want to come in. 
Their fan ask, base does, but I don't know I if the right school does. Administration 100% would go in a heartbeat. And a skip, they'd be crazy yeah. not. Well, yeah, they, would. And, they would. And I'm going to say this. You know, the last, you, you, everybody's hit on the point. The last 10 years, Clemson was a SEC-type caliber university, sure. football team, whatever you want to call it. But what you got to understand is, listen, the ACC, I've said it all along, easy conference. When you come into the SEC, you need to be ready. And right now, Clemson's team, their D-line is ready. Their offense is not ready. <laughs> True. The rest of the team's not ready. And the head coach, I, I, I don't know what to say about him. He's, he's denying going into transfer portal and – um, One of the biggest false narratives in the country. Is it? Thank yeah. you, Jason. Yeah, that's good to <laughs> Thank you. say that, Jason. Well, Thank listen, you. listen. That's good. That's good. Well, why would why would he come out and say it? Well, more than me, once. I, well, show me where he said he would never go to the transfer portal. Try and find me because you can't. Try and find me a better defensive tackle than Tyler Davis. No, no, tell me. I, I, listen, did you portal. not hear me say the D line yeah. was for real? Yeah. He has yeah. never said once that he would not use the portal. How did that get turned around? Because he said he didn't, he he, he didn't like he it. Didn't when, like he, it. when all that changes, he's going to get out of football. That's it goes all back to that. Well, that Clemson that, that, tried to address their offensive line through the portal after the 2021 season. Multiple guys. Yeah, really. They were at 88 scholarships last year. If they'd have had room, you'd have seen them try to address three to four positions. I talked to three guys personally at three different positions that Clemson mm. was in communication with in the portal last year: cornerback, offensive line, wide receiver. He just did not have the room. Really, he didn't have the room. Well, I got a question for you. So let's let's get on the game here for a second. Does Clemson is Clemson's offensive line as bad as Carolina's right now? No, no. Well, well I mean, I know we're we we're, we're in here. Well, well I which, mean, we got a ton of injuries. Which offensive line? Now, cause Carolina's getting healthy again. They got their original offensive line back now, pretty much for this game. Uh, they? they still Most got a couple guys out. Do they? They, they, yeah. they, they it's not the original because they're well, starting I mean, two true freshmen. I don't think either one of them are very good. Well, I mean, no, I, they're not. Neither one of them. I can't speak to Clemson's offensive line, but but I mean, South Carolina's been a patchwork. I mean, yes. all year. No, they've been injured and terribly. You know, Clemson's yeah. missing two starters. Yeah, and and that, yeah. that's the problem for for Clemson. The, the the difference, Tommy, that I see, and you may disagree with me, I don't know that South Carolina's defensive line can dominate the. I mean, however bad the Clemson offensive line is, I, I don't know that South Carolina's defensive front. I don't is, know. Is I think, I think Tonka's going to be living well, I mean, I, I, there in their backfield. They're, they're good sadly. enough. But I think Clemson still got – I mean, we talk about Clemson of six years ago, five years ago. I think their D-line is still similar to that. They're I mean, I think good. they're, they're, they're very good. good up front. I think they've got issues in other places. Oh. And we talked about quarterback. But, but I, I, I just go back, and I know games never play out the way we think they're going to play out. No. But I still believe – Last year it played the out the theme way of the game – I mean, the way you called it, you're the only <laughs> – no, I still believe <laughs> that the most important matchup on paper, and I think this will play out in the game, can the Gamecocks figure out a way to protect Rattler? If they can figure out a way to protect Rattler, that's they'll a, score some points. Let me ask you a question. What a, in the world? He's been sacked 33 times. What in the world leads you to believe that they're going to figure out how to protect Rattler? What, what, what in the world now? led you to believe they were going to win in Death Valley last year? Oh, hey, I got a better question than that. I mean, I'm not saying they will or will not. I'm just saying, can they no. on a given Saturday they figure can't. out a way to protect Spencer? They did against Georgia. Boys, that ain't the question. No, but they did against Georgia. 
Jump in there. That, yeah. that ain't the question. Yeah, the question. The, yeah. This is line. the question. No, the question ain't offensive line. Oh. This is the question. Mm. Everybody is in agreement here that Rattler is way better than Klubnik. Correct? Uh, I don't know better. I'm not going to say way better. Y'all ain't going to say way better? I'm not going to say way better. I think he's significantly better. I think he's better. Do we need to get on numbers? Significantly way. Significantly way. Okay. All right. Well, let's look at it this way. Okay. Let's throw the offensive lines out. I'm going to tell you, if I'm if I'm Beamer, this is what I'm doing. I'm loading the box. I'm making Klubnik beat me instead of anybody else. That means – By the way, that expression from that gentleman over there, <laughs> he's just shaking his head, so that means they suck. Well, you have to you have or to, you have to respect uh, Brennan Stool, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, but this, this is my thing. He's coming, in the, he's coming into the cockpit. We're going to be ready. Mm-hmm. We're going to be ready. We're going to be rowdy. We're going to be loud. But the problem is I, I've seen a couple Clemson games this year. I hadn't seen many. But the times that I've seen Klubnik play has been – Worse than terrible. Yeah. So he's coming into an environment that's going to be ready for him. They're going to beat him up. The question is, mm. Klubnik, can he get it done in Carolina? That's the question because our guys is going to be ready. They're going to load the box because they ain't going to let Shipley beat them. Because obviously we all know Shipley, well, if you give him the ball, he's a, he listen, is a monster. Listen, Tom, you go ahead and and, and – and put the target on Shipley's back, and Moffat's going to kill you. So you better be careful there. Well, because well, it's Shipley, not all about is Shipley. Not, is not Shipley better than Moffat? No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes, he is. No, he's not he's, better. He's, he's, he's not better. No. I want to say I'm going to use no. Kinsley. He's significantly better. <laughs> and, and this coming Moffa's from a, the better running back on this Clemson. is coming from oh, a basketball not. guy. So just no, remember that. No, he's not. He's actually not. I hadn't seen much of Moffa running yeah. the ball, but I've seen Shipley, and I'm telling you, yeah. after the first contact, if you don't get him down, yeah, yeah, Shipley's healthy. Right. He, he starts, yeah. not Moffa. He ain't started the last two weeks. This offense That's took right. off when they gave the ball to Moffa. This team, this offense Wait, became a, a, a ground-chewing, clock-eating offense when they gave the ball to Moffa. Amen. That's right. Amen. And that's what they're going to do Saturday night. Ball control. They do that. Ball control. That's what they're going to do. Long drives. I don't know that South Carolina's defense can get off the field. They haven't all season. Nope. And, and they'll I wear mean, them down at the end. It's hard to change your stripes at this 11th hour. Um, you can. I'm not saying they can't miraculously rise up and do some things, but I just I don't think they have Clemson to miraculously rise up and down do things. the field. I, I, th- I think. I mean, it, if they play error-free football and they give Rattler time, it's going to be a fourth-quarter game. I mean, they're sitting a 21-point spread for a reason. I mean, the guys that could care less who wins say there's a touchdown difference in these two teams. I still go back to say that's a one-score football game. That's a one-possession football game. So, so I, I don't, don't think even the Gamecocks have to miraculously do this or do that or do something else. Um, I think Clemson has better players. I said earlier, I think Clemson has better players. I don't think Clemson has a lot better players than South Carolina. I think there's a distinct advantage in Clemson's defensive front and South Carolina's offensive line. I think the others are a bunch of toss-ups. I would agree with that. And that's kind of where I think we find ourselves. And I still believe that on a given Saturday, and I'm not saying this Saturday will be the case. Maybe I'm being a homer here for a second. Mm -hmm. I I just believe that when your best player is your quarterback, 
and he's kind of a streak passer. And the crowd gets in it. And to Tommy's point, the, the, the Clemson quarterback hadn't been on the road. He hadn't played well when he's been on the road. He's, he's never terrible. been in a place like he'll terrible be Saturday night. He may light it up. He's been to Duke. Well, I mean, that's, that's close. Well, he's been to Miami. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he may be the guy that gets hot and lights it up. He, he's been to Raleigh been in a Raleigh. place in a stadium. Raleigh, Raleigh was to, a pretty, Raleigh. pretty good. It was it a pretty good place. Halftime. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. heck happened, but yeah. that place was half empty after halftime. Yeah, yeah Raleigh. Look, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the heck. Because the liquor is in the car. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> look, when you look at the teams, when you look at the teams, all right, South Carolina, they've got the better quarterback. I think we all agree. They got the better quarterback. The better quarterback. They got the better yeah. quarterback. South Carolina's got the better quarterback. South Carolina's got the better single receiver. Better Probably. single receiver on the field. Probably. Okay. They got the better single receiver sure. on the field. Okay. They got the better place kicker. Yeah. They got the better place kicker. Mm. Right? I think we'd agree. They got the better place kicker. 100%. So. Yeah. So. Where else does South Carolina? Punter. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. Swanson's better than Kroger. So. Oh, yeah. Wait, Kroger's all SEC, all world. That was well, last that, year. Didn't know, it, I, no, he went to media days. Remember we had that whole argument? Why are you sending your punter to the media days? Well, that was last year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right year last year, last year, last year. Very average My year point year. is, where else? Now, look at Clemson. Where does Clemson have player on player advantage? You know, or position on position. Probably defensive line. line three levels on the defense. Secondary. You would take secondary. Clemson's secondary over South Carolina's. Running back. Take Clemson's running backs over South Carolina. Yeah. Might uh, take Clemson's Still tight end older. over South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, Brennan's too. So, I mean, you yeah, know, tight end. Add it up. Yeah, yeah I, look, the home court, the home field. That's what I was going to say. And I like the – That's the, the great unknown. I like you know, the intangibles. How is the dude going to handle the pressure? Cox. Yeah. And that is the great unknown. The, the the sandstorm and the waving towels, that can make that can make the strongest of us come unglued. If they would stay past halftime, you know, and, and take advantage of that situation, but they don't. They if, leave at halftime, and then there's nobody at the stadium. If the, the game is half. close, That's or the Gamecocks are ahead, fans, it'll be packed. It's a big deal to Clemson fans. The Gamecocks leave at halftime. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that big a deal. If they yeah. let you back in the stadium. Do the Gamecocks, if the Gamecocks win, do they storm the field? Despite the fact they'll be hit with Ooh. about a fifty thousand or seventy five thousand dollars, no, no chance. Do you storm the field? The others, no. I, I ain't storming Jack. No, I'm, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying let them have the field. No, well, they won't. You have, have it field. won. You have it won at home against Clemson since what? 2013. Well, it's been a while. It's Donald been 10 Trump's years. gonna be there. That's right. right. Donald. They probably won't. Y'all gotta. Yeah. Y'all gotta think now. Donald Trump's gonna be there. Ex president. So the security is gonna be off the chain. Now he's coming as a Gamecock yeah. fan. <laughs> he's I don't know. I can make a call. Yeah. I need to make a call. Because here's, my point. here's <laughs> my point. With Trump, with Trump, if you're game, if he's a Gamecock fan, even if they lose, he's going to say they won. So you're going to come out of here. You used that on the show. You used that on your show the other night. Stop yeah. it. Can he run routes? It's been nice seeing you, Phil. Can he run old material? Can he throw the ball? I think he's leaving halftime. Eight four three. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Take a break, right? We'll take a break. We'll be back in a minute. So we alternate intros. We could do a duo as we uh, as we introduce was... and welcome people back to. Uh, we we got to go. Hey, I, I issued a challenge on Wake Up Carolina. I don't know what the bad boy did on press box, but I said last year there was no doubt Gamecocks were outnumbered. Oh, so that, no doubt. There, there was no doubt. But it was Clemson everywhere. 
as they say, orange in the yeah. end zone. Anyway, um, <laughs> this year I'm looking around and I think we got the best of them, bad boy. I think you're going it in the house. Well, when Billy just walked in, uh, I think you outnumber them now. Yeah, Billy. Billy <laughs> I think, I think we significantly scale. outnumber. Them. I, I think just, you're saying it just because Tommy up. walked in with that with that Carolina <laughs> yeah. sweater. Yeah, well, I finally got me a tag team. Yeah, partner. you got you. Yeah, see, I can, I can, uh, thank I you for coming, saving Kansas State, Thomas. A little better than I got his back. But is your golf game as good as his golf game? No, my golf game, I gave it up. I went from 195 from 95 to 90, and I said, I'll be shooting below par in a month. Yeah. Mm, and then yeah. I hit 90, and that was about it. That's and I just said, I, I, I can find something else to do with my four hours. Yeah, my dad went out and played golf one time game. and shot a 72. He said, listen, if I can't shoot average, better than average, I'm just going to quit this game. So we quit. Well, I, I'll say this. To touch, and, and I know Phil loves it, and Tommy mm. obviously loves it. But um, I every sport I've ever played, I was okay at. And I never got any better at golf. Mm. And it was we're in the same boat. I, I, and I'm like, I'm the not same playing boat. if I'm Me not going to get any better. And I don't know how to get any better. I mean, I, I don't know how to swing. Lessons. I mean, Tommy could work with All me. All my for friends, a, and I've had lessons, and I've, I've uh, Karen Nicoletti worked with me for months and months and months. And I, everybody told me, well, once you break, break 90, then you'll be you'll be shooting par real real soon. I can't get below 85 to save my life. And and I barely break ninety half the time. Well, and and then the beer car comes by. Well, that's and, true. That's that yeah, that, 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 that does get. it. The lube, the swing lube, always gets me. And uh, but does but the SEC Tommy don't want to talk golf to you? Does the SEC have golf teams? Do we know that? Does, Who the, does the Big Ten have golf teams and the SEC have oh, golf yeah, teams? Yeah. Okay. Of they do. Tommy, is, is Carolina got a good golf team? From what I hear, they do. Okay. They got a couple guys coming in that's supposed to be The women really are outstanding. No, the women are outstanding. That, we're, that, we're, I mean, every women's sport we have, we're really good at. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, mm-hmm. that seems I mean, to be you're, a priority. You're Winthrop. You're Winthrop. Yeah. It seems seem to be world. a priority. Of the hey, I always wanted to ask you this question, Tommy, but on your off do you even like to talk golf? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It's, it's your life. I mean, do you, do you like I mean, listen, I didn't choose this game. God chose this game for me. He hmm. chose this life for me. So I'm just doing his will. And what everybody needs to understand is either you have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. There ain't no working on it trying to get better. If you've got some talent, you need to work on it to get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, practice is always how you get better. But if you're shooting 120 and you get lessons and you still shoot 120. <laughs> exactly. There's a problem. <laughs> two things. You ain't got two it. things you yeah. got to look at. Either you don't have it or the person you're getting lessons from <laughs> might want to make a change. Yeah. Get a new coach. I was better at talking people into voting for me, so I, feel I followed another another path. Hey, it rivals uh, this Friday. We've got Black Friday, so if you can't make it by today to take advantage of the 30% off coupon deal, Rivals will have 30% off all clothing, headwear, and shoes this Friday, uh, the 24th at 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. After that, from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m., all clothing, headwear, and shoes will be 20% off. So if you get here early, 30% off, uh, middle of the day and in the evening, 20% off, all day, Friday only. All clearance marked items will be 75% off that day only. That is here at Rivals, a store divided on Trade Court in Florence, directly across from the McLeod Fitness Center. Ken Art is here, Phil Cornblute, Bobby Shue, Jason Priester, 
uh, the Royal Rev of Radio, as he likes to be called, or <laughs> Ken Ard he, likes to call him. He requires him. that. It's not like he requires yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tommy Two Gloves Ganey <laughs> has joined us now. And uh, so the Gamecocks and Tigers are just about equaled yeah. out. And Phil and I, we don't care. We no, don't I noticed all the Garrett Carolina Gamecock and the Clemson Tiger jersey. But I did notice one guy up here with a South Florence jersey on, which can we give it up to the Bruins? Yes. yes. Playing yeah. Yeah. Friday night against Irma, right? Jason. Pulling for the, pulling for the Bruins. Yep. Jason be awesome. and Jason Daddy will, will be, be calling the, the game. Call. Should be a great win. We're pulling for the South Florence Bruins. To you know, try and trying to go back uh, to back. We're talking about can they do this for a night? Can they do that for a night? I'll tell you one problem South Carolina's had. It's convert. They don't have a play for third and two. I mean, they, they just don't have a play. But I've watched Clemson's them all. Clemson's got a play, but they fumble it every well, they, time. But, but I'll tell you that there may be a package for Lenoris. I mean, they, they kind of showed a little they bit did. of that last they week. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think realizing that on third and two or three, we're, we just don't have a play that we're confident in. I think putting Lenoris back there in shotgun, that run pass, I mean, that, that um, the, the read option, I think How many some, games has he played in this year? Uh, though, I right? two games. Yeah, I was going to say, so Smiley Cock yeah, yeah. so he played in three. Played in three. Yeah. So he's uh, still got one game to go. Do you, ruin him, to go. do you ruin him yeah. now or do you ruin him in the bowl game? See, bowl I don't know if the bowl count. game counts. Bowl, bowl count. game doesn't count. Bowl game yeah. doesn't count. So Smiley Cock had a great line <clears> earlier. <throat> we we save Lenoris if it's his fourth game. The bowl game will be his fourth game. And but I'm I'm like y'all. Last year it didn't count. I'm not certain this year. It doesn't. It does not. Okay, Jason, that's good then. So the fifth game, so he can play against. But uh, it I mean, I don't, I don't care. Other than playing first. for a national championship, no bowl games meets as much as Saturday. No, I mean, absolutely I mean, not. Be, beating, uh, beating Georgia Tech in an out, you know, in a in a music hall of whatever. That's music what I've City said. Hall of Fame bowl no, for I'm, NC what? State and. South Carolina Saturday is their bowl game. If, if, if they the, don't if win the staff, Saturday, they don't go to a bowl game. If the staff game. believes yeah, that Norris is the best option on third and two or three, he'll play. Well, let's look at it this way. Let's go if or hypothetical for the scholars. <laughs> um, so this is what I'm looking at. If South Carolina somehow wins this game, somehow. <clears throat> negative right there. Uh, no, it's not negative. Okay. Yeah, I'm Hypothetical, remember? Gamecocks oh, <laughs> are famous for humility. Right. So, <laughs> so if they win, this is why it's very important for South Carolina to win this game. Rattler's last game. Maybe See, everybody I still knows don't know why. He is not coming back. Why? I'm just why wouldn't you come back, back and make two million dollars next year instead of chancing? He's already committed to the Senior Bowl, so he's right. gone. Yeah. No, no, he gone. You can play in the Senior Bowl and come back. I know he can, but yeah. he won't. But I don't <laughs> think he will. I think I think he's done. I think he's ready for the next chapter, and I think he is too because he can get better coaching in the NFL, and I think he can be better. Well, he ain't gonna but make see, more money. Well, that's something. Yeah, we don't he might. Know yet. He might. But see, if we win this game, Lenoir Sellers gets a game under his belt. I don't care who they play. He gets right. a game where he is the guy. So before going into next year, he has one game that they see what we have. Everybody around here knows how but good Lenoris is. There oh, might yeah. be there I, might be some contractual obligation by Rattler to play in the bowl see, game. That's what I, I, I thought he was done. I, I said he ain't playing in no bowl, bowl game, but game? You say he's so. got a contract that says mm-hmm. he has to. Doesn't he have to play in the bowl game? I can't confirm nor through his NIL. <laughs> oh, come on, Ken. So you know. I, I don't. I don't think of course he, he knows. Oh, of course he, he wrote knows. the contract. Of course he knows. <laughs> he wrote well, the contract. 
Well, I mean, let's look at it. <laughs> no comment. That poker face is bad, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. I don't. I don't think he would play. Let's just put it that way. My opinion, he, he, he would play. He might not have a choice. Yeah. He, he, he wants his money, Ken. He'll have I, to play. I speculate that he'd play if they have a bowl there game. I think, I think Spencer would probably play in the bowl game. Why wouldn't he? I think he would choose to play in the bowl game. Hmm. You know, Tommy, and, I, and I'll Even say in this. Birmingham? We'd heard all these stories. <laughs> Out. And, I, and, you know, we, we'd heard all these stories about how difficult he was. And he was. He's been great. You know, they're, they're, he's, he's been, been great. He's been a true yeah. – yeah. he's earned – I mean, if anybody yeah. on that football team has earned what they've been compensated for, it's him. Yeah, he's been great. He, he has been mm. a, an ambassador. Mm. He's been a leader. <clears throat> he's not complained. He's picked up freshmen when Good they needed to pick it up. He chewed a little butt when it was required. He has been – and we heard all these stories, and, and I think all of them are true. I mean, I really, you've seen kind of an evolution of a kid – kind of embracing adulthood and becoming a leader and a man, and I wish you nothing but the, the best. I saw yesterday that he's the seventh or eighth quarterback in the draft. Wrong. And that has him somewhere around the fourth round. Wrong. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. Tommy, what do you got? He's better, than, he's better than the seventh or eighth best quarterback well, in the Well, the NFL country. scouts. I can that now. I mean, the NFL scouts say that's well, where they slot him. Yeah. Well, they, I think he's – Tom, Tom Brady was the seventh quarterback in the draft. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was. I, I think he's the perfect example of some ki- a kid that just needed a fresh start and can show you what, what, what can happen when Absolutely. you get that fresh start. Now, here's Absolutely. what scares me is his height. His height. Yeah. That's, it's, oh, time out, time out. Okay. He's not that he's big. He's not, not that big. Yeah. All right, so let's look at Russell Wilson. Look at his career he's had. Sure. Let's look at uh, Kyler Murray, even though he just got hurt and he's coming back. He's a little like Drew Brees mm-hmm. to me. He, yep, Drew Brees. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's a real, see, he's, he's a rapid there, fire passer. Yeah. He, he doesn't got have many balls release. batted down the line. You know, that's, that's a good indicator. Of, you know, he doesn't yeah. have many balls this, batted down the line. This is so. the other thing that Kim brought up about. You know, maybe Rattler was kind of difficult. See, I'm, I'm gonna disagree with that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Look at the way he has been since he's been in South Carolina, and you compare that to the other guy that took his job at Oklahoma. Caleb Williams. Now, let's do the, let's weigh it. Look at Rattler, and you look at Caleb Williams. And I'm just going to throw this out there about Williams. I don't know the kid, but what I've seen and what I've heard, don't like the kid. Tell you why. So last year when Max Duggan lost, when TCU lost, Mm -hmm. did everybody see that tweet? Nobody in the Senate tweet. Uh-uh. So he, you know, there was a tweet where Max Duggan was crying at the at the podium after the game. You know what Caleb Williams does? He sends out a tweet, laugh out loud, LOL. Now let me tell you something. When you say something like that about a kid that gave it all he had, and I mean, listen, they played against Georgia, so I mean, everybody knows how good Georgia was last year. Uh-huh. Wow, and how good they are this year. So you don't do stuff like that. That tells you one thing. One thing that pops into my head is a phrase called lack of character. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And he's been seen crying after a loss this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went jumped in his mom's and arms lost in the stadium, and they had a towel over him so they couldn't see him cry. Yeah. So I'm not bashing the kid. I don't, I don't do that. I don't bash people. Don't bash people. <clears throat> but – you can't throw stones in brick houses when you live in one, or glass houses. <coughs> so you see what I'm saying? We're already yeah. getting behind yeah. here. We got to take a break, pay some bills. We'll be back at Rivals, a store divided, just a few moments. Back <laughs> at Rivals, a store divided. 
Bob, you never hear anything easy. <laughs> He's complaining about our bumpers. I've heard Sandstorm. I've heard 2001. I haven't heard Tiger Wright. I've, I've heard, heard it. He's played it. It's <laughs> obvious to me that we done took it over. There are games. I think the fans are Everywhere over. now. Hey, Dean's here. That's all but, I meant. Uh, <laughs> the biggest debate, though, is Shane Beamer yesterday said, that stuff besides turkey on Thanksgiving is not – Stuffing, it's dressing. He's right. He's right. <laughs> it's stuffing He's in right. the bird. It's dressing it's, outside it's, the bird, right? It's I, think it's dressing and tiger, it's I think Gamecocks and Tigers will agree to that. <laughs> right, right, we don't have stuffing down here. We have <laughs> dressing uh, down here. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, mean, just, I don't eat either one. I, I just wanted to know. And, and Dabo says – his fake punch going to work this week. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, Let's not do that again. It does uh, seem to feel, feel – does, mm. does Shane remind you – Jason says he does. Does Shane remind you in his early days of Dabo? Oh, absolutely. Oh, We've yeah. talked about that before. I yeah. mean, his, his – pattern and his plan I don't know if he copied it from from Dabo I'm sure he created his own ideas but just the way uh, he's gone about things in constantly promoting his program and, and promoting his players to the point where you know the hyperbole just builds up and builds up to where sometimes you almost believe it you know um, you know Dabo was a cheerleader galore when he took over at Clemson because that really mm-hmm. was all he could do he wasn't a head coach coming into a head coaching job he hadn't been a coordinator coming into a head coaching job besides being a recruiting coordinator what he could do though was pump everything up and get you to believe and get the players to believe and it eventually caught on and at some point in time he was able to move past that and become you know, the true football coach I think with Beamer it'll be the same thing as they get better and they will get better and as they bring in better players and they will bring in better players he'll be able to kind of get past that once the program starts feeding upon itself, which is what Clemson has done. Clemson is, uh, just has a program that feeds upon itself. You know, it, it attracts players. South Carolina, I think, will be able to do that as well. I think Beamer's going to be – of course, I thought Muschamp was going to be successful. And in some ways, Muschamp was successful. Was, was the rug pulled out from under him because of quarterback injuries and COVID? Um, could, he have, uh, could he have fixed things and, and gotten them back in the right direction? I mean, we'll never know. That's the, you know, $15 million question. Um, Beamer, I think, has got all the um, the essentials to being a CEO of this program. And um, he's got the right culture being built. It just takes time. It took Sweeney time to build the culture at Clemson to what it is now, where players come through there and they talk about the atmosphere and the culture and the Paul journey and um, – plans after football and getting your degree and things that Clemson will do for you. You talk to recruits that come through South Carolina, you hear the same thing. The family feeling, they feel the love, they are impressed by Beamer's demeanor and approach to them. I mean, he's a head football coach and he's waiting for you outside the building as you drive up. I mean, that kind of thing, that impresses uh, the parents and the family um, and it helps you win a lot of battles until you get to the table for NIL conversation. Then you got to really stroke uh, the pen and be ready to step up and, and play that game. But the, the build-up to all that, they do, they do extremely well. He's got the facilities. He's got a coaching staff that um, loves to recruit. And he's the leader of all that. So, yeah, a lot of similarities in the way he is trying to build his South Carolina program to the way Dabo has built 
his Clemson program. And the two were very good friends. And I am sure, I am sure, you know, look, Dabo's an established guy. Dabo's legacy is set. If he doesn't win another national championship, he's going into the College Football Hall of Fame as a coach. Sure. So he doesn't have to sweat it. I'm sure he probably, I say I'm sure he probably, that's kind of contradictory. <laughs> I'm sure he, he shared some of his notes with Beamer as Beamer was coming up. I'm sure he picked his brain. Hey, how did you handle this? What did you do about that? They're good friends. Um, so, yeah, I can see a definite similarity in how uh, Sweeney has built things but, to how oh, uh, Beamer the, the, is trying to build things. Here, here's the thing that I have, that I have concerns with with all you Gamecock fans. That are, are, are you going to be patient with him? Are you going to be satisfied being 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six every year? Are they going to give him that opportunity to get that – program where it well, needs I, to I be. I don't think six and six every year, but I, I, I don't think the one thing Dabo did, and I, and I would ask you guys to, he, he addressed the coordinators early. I mean, he didn't think he had the right coordinators in place, and he did something that very few young head coaches will do. I mean, he, he, he crossed some friendships. I mean, Billy Napier was an offensive coordinator at Clemson. Well, he fired the O.C. his yeah, first day on and, the and, job. And, and I think, you know, Shane doing what he did last year with the offensive coordinator, obviously Satterfield was not working out. I'm not saying Loggins is a world beater, but there's obvious improvement there in the game plan and offensive scheme. Anything would be an improvement from last year. Well, I mean, it would. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. But, but now he's got to decide, is Clayton the guy or not? That there's been some improvement in the last couple of weeks. They've changed schemes three four three, uh, and they believe that fits their talent. Well, I mean, okay, a coordinator sees that, but it took nine games to see that. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got a real tough decision to make this all season about defensive coordinator. Um, is it the coordinator or is it? Look, he lost Jordan Birch, he lost Pickens, he lost Gilbert Edmond, he lost two NFL corners. Um, he lost his his starting linebackers, and then you lose Mo Caba, mm-hmm. who you're counting on. I mean, is that is it players or is it coach? I mean, I think Clayton White's a good football coach, and I think he's a stand up kind of guy. He's accepted the responsibility for what's happened, but he was dealt kind of a short short. How's your strength? I'm not coach. saying fire Clayton White, but I think Shane's job is to evaluate sure. the performance of the defense and decide whether Clayton White is the guy or not. And that's a hard decision for a young football coach to make. How's your strength and conditioning, Coach? That's I worry a lot about that. You have I mean, to. I, I do. I Nowadays you about. have to because the injuries are a lot of big part of that whole thing. Okay, it, so, it is. Since we're on injuries right now, since, Bobby, you brought that up, I got something to say about that. So I, I was down in Sea Island this past weekend. I was talking to a real uh, a Georgia fan, hmm. big booster. Um, so, South Carolina this year, just food for thought. The third year of Must Champs, um, coaching career here at South Carolina, thirty something injuries mm-hmm. on the football team. Shane Beamer's third year, how many injuries would you say, Ken, that we've got on the whole football team? Half that many. Okay. So That's good. third third year Muschamp, third year Beamer. I mean, what what are we seeing on the third year? Straight, What's going on here? Same strength and conditioning coach or different strength? Different. And conditioning? It's, it's a different, different one. Strength strength do, do I have coach. to point out the historical note that I've already pointed out many times since 1960? Only three USC head coaches have had a winning record in their in the third, third year. Yeah. And those would wow. be That's That's those would be Lou Holtz, Brad Scott, Will Muschamp. 
Mm-hmm. So, wow. now since 1960, how many head coaches have they had? Yeah, pretty yeah. fair yeah, number. But, 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 but I'll but, say but this guy's third year seems to be But but the thing, what 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 you got to understand is now the the third year of Muschamp, he still had a lot of Spurrier's players. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. But the one thing that I think Gamecock fans need to understand it, it's a hard job. I mean, it's one of the of hardest course. jobs in all of college football. You, you've got an administration, and I and I get critical here. I don't think the administration has ever fully supported football. I mean, they, they've got amenities and they've built weight rooms and football operations buildings, but I don't believe they've ever built the, the, the personnel infrastructure necessary to compete at the highest level. Everybody in your sandbox is doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Georgia, Florida, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, I mean, took, Clemson. I mean, it, they're, they're all making mean, that. It took Steve Spurrier to get George Rogers and Sterling Sharp's name up on the facade well, of the, the stadium. Yeah, I mean, I think Spurrier getting there Goodness. showed us how – Uncommitted, we were. Let me tell you something. Yeah, Georgia exactly. to be in, you know, fully invested in college Georgia. Football. Look in their media guide, their football media guide. Seventy-five support staff. After you count the coaches, Damn. they list seventy-five mm. football support staff members. Oh right, well, since we own Georgia now again, mm. um, <laughs> let's let me say this because I talked to the guy. He told me. He said, "Tommy said you wouldn't believe the injuries that Georgia's has mm-hmm. this year." I said, "What are you really? talking about?" Yeah, he said, "We we're hurt. We got a lot of guys hurt. Receiver." I said, "Well, well you know, up. but tied in. I understand it's the next man up. But when you got five star after five star after five star after five star right down the line, mm-hmm. Brock Bowers back. By you ain't gonna you ain't gonna miss no those guys unless it's Brock Bowers. Oh, Correct. Wait, wait, we're running behind Let's again. Do. Reds, give me the break sign. Uh-oh. Let's do this. Let's pay some bills with rivals of store divided. Love to have you come by and join us. We'll be back in just a few moments." Live from Rivals, I'm the bad boy of Sports Radio, Alan Smothers. Bad boy. Alongside Phil Kornblut to my right, Bobby Shue to my left, and then around the table, of course, Ken Ard, uh, my man Tommy Two Gloves Ganey, fresh off the PGA Tour uh, from St. Simon's Island last week at the RSM. Make a little money. Championship, yeah, the uh, tournament. Actually, it's the tournament that he won. Several years ago on the PGA Tours, changed the names now. Uh, it was called the McGladry at the time. It's the RSM Classic now. So he's joined us for a few minutes. Dave Baker, uh, partner of Kennard on the Wake Up Carolina show, but this is the Wake Up Press Box. And uh, Jason Priester is here as well. Clemson coverage and uh, South Florence coverage this Friday night. Yeah, uh, Bruins. Lower State Championship for a second year in a row. want to thank Will Webster and all his staff. They're good folks here at Rivals. And you've got 30% off one item today. And then you can come back on Friday and get all the Black Friday specials they've got here from Rivals, a store divided as well. Thank you to uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts for uh, – they're just about gone now. Everybody's got their mm-hmm. donuts and coffee, which is good. I got uh, to hide mine. Yeah, thank you to uh, Rick Havacost for coming by from Mickey Finn's One Stop Party Shop to help us out uh, there as well. So uh, I've got a lot of stuff, and people brought us all kinds of gifts, man. That's so much fun. But uh, we're in the final hour, guys. It's time to start getting down to the nitty-gritty. Mm. The, uh, normally I say hour three. Actually, this is hour four now for God. us. I uh, got up at 2.30 to come over here and get ready for this. But uh, I'm not complaining. Mm. I love doing this uh, for us every year. And uh, thank you, Ken and Dave, for inviting me 
uh, to come be a part of this. And uh, how many years we've been doing this? I thought stuff? it was your show. It, it is. <laughs> once once uh, you get past Ken, that man. first good hour, I pretty much take over. So uh, it's, it's Alan's world. It's, We're just, it's just Alan's living. Just living in it. That's right. So, but uh, yeah, we want every you everybody to come out and take a part uh, in this. And I got uh, got some people in the other room shopping, but they have yeah, knocked mostly out. Gamecocks. Mostly All, Gamecocks. Yeah, mostly yeah. Gamecocks. Yeah, Tigers normally show up. They walk in the room, but knocked, Gamecocks sit back out. They have knocked out <laughs> so many walls in here and put yeah. more stuff in here than you can shake a stick at. And when they say that if they ain't got it, they probably don't make it, mm. that's probably the truth because they got everything under the sun in here, apparel and otherwise. So come get you some for this Saturday's uh, March to Columbia, 7.30 kickoff uh, again, and uh, SEC Network Go. this week since, uh, since it is <laughs> an SEC game uh, in, in Williams-Brice. So, uh, again. ACC refs. Uh, that's right, ACC, ACC refs. Um, so, no. yeah, and, and just and Tiger Mark, it, uh, our boys not – calling games anymore so uh, <laughs> he, yeah Ron, Ron Cherry Ron yeah, he hated he hated Ron Cherry with a blue passion so who but, didn't uh, yeah I loved him I thought he was great but uh but Ken you've got I know you want to uh get the ball rolling on you know how you think the Gamecocks are gonna uh put the game plan together to get the victory I said yesterday uh MJ will my my producer and co-host back in the studio will uh say that I – or com- confirm that I was leaning towards the Gamecocks yesterday. I said that I reserved the right to change my mind, but with Tonka Hemingway, the way he's been playing the past couple of weeks, Xavier Leggett coming on, you know, taking that mantra of, uh, you know, Juice Wells' spot, Spencer Rattler, I said I thought it was going to be his last game because I didn't think he was going to play in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I just think that – the intangibles and being at home, uh, I think seven and a half is way too much. Mm. I think more like two or three, if if, if Clemson's favored. Well, I mean, I think you can psychoanalyze. I mean, we, we sure. all do that. Phil went out on Liam last year and picked the Gamecocks. I didn't see that coming. I mean, no. There was no way Nobody I saw, saw that, that coming. coming. Uh, I talked to a buddy of mine yesterday close to the program, and, and I, I mean, we, we talked like this, and I said, okay, are, are the chances one in three? And this guy shoots me straight, and he said, no, they're better than that. I mean, they're, they're not 50-50, but they're much better than one in three. I mean, they're somewhere. So, I mean, you know, I, I think the line at game time will probably be six, six and a half, somewhere there about. I think you'll see a little movement in the line. Um, I think the one known is the Clemson defensive front is a mismatch for the Gamecock offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think we know that. Now, can they play out of their rear ends and, and do better? Of course they can. I mean, sports is full of stories like that. I think the other unknown – or the most important unknown is the quarterback at Clemson's never played a road game at a hostile place. He may outplay Rattler. I mean, he may go 21 for 24 for 325 and three touchdowns. But but I, I that's that's something nobody on this Wednesday morning knows. Well, now you and, say uh, NC State's a pretty hostile. That's place exactly to play. what I was getting ready to say. NC, NC State, State had a great be at night. Yeah, I'm sorry. They had a great crowd and they were loud and mm, and yeah. and Klubnik didn't play well. Well, he stunk yeah. it up, didn't he? Yeah. Now, I don't know if he stunk it up. He didn't play great. Second half. And uh, so and and then last week they caught a break with the block punt. So I mean, it could be. A difference. Well, I mean, I, I just, I look. He could play lights out. Rattler could struggle. I mean, yeah, who knows? Right. I mean, that's why we play the game. 
But but last year, I couldn't figure out a way for Carolina to win. Neither could I. They did, but I couldn't figure Neither out could a way. I. It ain't real hard for me to figure out a way this mm-hmm. year. If the offensive line feels says they got to patch it up, and how do they do it? They haven't done it all year. I don't know. But, I mean, sports is weird. You know, kids come to play sometimes, and sometimes they don't come to play. Um, I felt last year South Carolina had to be plus two in the turnover to win the game. Um, I think they got to win the turnover battle. And, you know, I, I just think you try – if you're the Gamecocks, you try to make it a fourth-quarter game. One of the most interesting games inside the game will be Nate Wiggins and, and Xavier Leggett. You know, I remember several years back that Clemson tried to block Clowney with one player. <laughs> I, mean, I just remember that game. Yeah. I think Clowney had four and a half sacks and disrupted about half the plays. Um, that, that'll be mano a mano. That'll be your best and our best. You know, can Wiggins and Leggett go at it? Who gets the best of that matchup? You don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I guess Beamer and his staff say, I'll take my chances with Leggett. The Clemson staff will say, I'll take my chances with Wiggins. Um, for it to get ugly, in my opinion, you can't protect for Rattler, and Clemson really runs the football and, and ends up with 250, 275 yards of rushing. I mean, it could get nasty if that's the case. I mean, if, if South Carolina's offensive line can't protect and they can't stop the run, I mean, it's a mismatch. Well, but um, but, but I, I think given – I think you create a, a game plan around Rattler, kind of get him outside the pocket, get him outside containment. He throws the ball well on the run. And I think you take a, a handful of chances with that one-on-one coverage and see if your guy can beat their guy. Well, your Garnet contingent just got stronger. Oh, <laughs> house. Here we go. There's my man, Kerry Tharp. Uh, got, his, got his Garnet on. Oh, yeah. Can hey, you do that now? The only thing is I don't block or tackle. Right? <laughs> and I'm not going to throw any passes. But, wow, what a, what a, what a cool setup you all have here, yeah. Alan. Can and, you uh, run routes? I can't run routes. Uh, Did you wear orange? I, no, but uh, no. I, I can. I got some stories. But I will tell you this. This is cool to be here today uh, around a bunch of uh, friends. That we go back a long way. Mm. And, and you've been uh, a part of this rivalry a long time, back back in this, the Holtz days. Yeah, well, actually, days. actually, the first uh, year of my rivalry was 1985. Wow. Uh, with Joe Morrison. Joe Morrison. And, uh, That's what started me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, a rivalry that I think is really nationally underrated. Uh, of course, everybody in this state knows how important it is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this day or this, this game. This week. Uh, yeah. This week. Um, had a lot of friends that worked at Clemson. And uh, but on game day we weren't so friendly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it it was it was always you get that extra sp- uh, spring in your step, whether you're playing at Williams Bryce or Death Valley, and uh, I just think that uh, it, it's it's a it's a rivalry that in my mind is right up there at the top uh, of college football rivalries and. Uh, Man, it's just I'm impressed to be around the folks at this table. So I, I was listening on the way over here. I thought I was going to run off Pocket Road, uh, you know, trying to get over here. But uh, uh, it's great to see two gloves down there, yep. uh, Tommy. Uh, proud of everything that you've done. And uh, but uh, you know, this this week is is uh, you know you turn it up a notch. The media turns it up a notch. The fans turn it up a notch. Uh, the store turns it up a notch. And uh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I 
had the opportunity to go to the game last week in, in uh, Columbia. Okay. I, I don't get to games very often anymore. Maybe I will now that I'm retiring. But mm. uh, went to the game last week. Uh, great atmosphere at night, and that's that's a that's a tough place at night now if you're on the other side of the field. And uh, so uh, uh, I think both teams, in my mind, are playing their best football right now. You know, a month or so ago. Somebody, Without question. Somebody asked me about the game. I said, ooh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, who's going to what, – what network's going to show that game? The Cartoon Network. The Cartoon Network. Maybe <laughs> show that one at 7 a.m. or something. But uh, I think both teams are playing at their highest level right now. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a – going to be a, uh, a really good ball game. Well, we're going to go around the table before the hour is through and everybody gets picked. But, Jason, now you're on the other side. Uh, what what do you think is the key to victory for the Tigers? Protecting the football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to me, that is first and foremost because Clemson has been sloppy, sloppy, sloppy on offense away from home. And it's not just Klubnick. It's Shipley, Moffa, Brandon Stools fumbled, Bo Collins just fumbled, you name it. It's – Fumbleitis has hit that offense, particularly away from home. That that that's where it starts for me. You got to protect the football. If you go in there and and start putting the ball on the ground and giving Spencer Rattler extra possessions, you are setting yourself up for failure. Well, you, uh, Phil mentioned mm. the 33 sacks of Rattler uh, throughout the year. Nine of those were in Week One. True against the against the Tar Heels. So, mm-hmm. But uh, has he seen a a defensive line like this? Well, Georgia, um, obviously Georgia was very well, that's good. That's true. I didn't Georgia. think about Georgia. Uh, Kentucky and Texas A&M, A&M was good. pretty good. Yeah. Listen, when you're in the SEC, Missouri can rush you know, here, here and there, you're going to run into something great, whether it's an offensive line, a defensive line, a quarterback, receivers. You know, different schools have different strengths. So, yeah, he's seen a variety of good defensive fronts and good secondaries as they've gone through the season. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I think since he we have – Determined, we don't know how much better, mm-hmm. but he is better than the other quarterback. Uh, Let me say this about Klubnik. Um, yep. You know, everybody's kind of crapping on him here, and <laughs> he's he's had his he's had his issues, but he can get into a rhythm throwing the football. And when he gets into a rhythm and he gets his confidence and he stays within himself, he can be dangerous. And he's got legs; uh, he can take off and run. He's got to choose the right time yeah. to take off and run. But he can take off and run. And if you don't spy him or if you leave gaps, he's going to take off and he's going to pick up 15, 20 yards on you really quick and keep a drive moving. He's that other running back. You got the two, and now you got a third that you have to consider in You've the running game. You've seen him do that? Well, I haven't seen him run there very effectively. Well, I, mean, well, I, thought I, was, la- I thought last weekend was his best game running yeah, the ball, yeah. making okay. decisions-wise against North Carolina. I thought it was his best by far. But, He's but, okay, growing up but, right in front of our eyes is but, what but, you're but, seeing. But, but if you think about it, he doesn't have to win the game. No. Rattler kind of sort of does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Rattler's kind of – I mean, he goes into the game realizing, I got to play lights out for us mm-hmm. to win. Klubnik can say, I play within our system. I get the ball to our backs. I distribute the ball. I mean, that's a luxury that freshman has, knowing that he doesn't have to go, you know, 27 for 31, 345. Uh, that sounds good for Rattler. I mean, I'll take that right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I think I think for us to have it, us be the Gamecocks, Rattler has to play lights out. Well, for them to be successful, it's going to have to be Rattler and Leggett. Those two, they've got, they've got to connect. They've got to have over 100 yards of, of receiving yards for him to, for them to have any success. For Clemson to have some success, they a they, they can't fumble the football. And I think if you get Maffa and Shipley in there, 
get those guys, one or two or both of them over 100 yards, I think Clemson wins the game. Well, I was going to ask you, you've seen them play more than anybody. I've, uh, Tigers. I've only had five of their games Five this games? Year, I think, yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. Tommy, do you have something you want? Yeah, I want to just uh, – you talk about Leggett having over 100 yards. Boys, let's just – let's be honest about something here. <clears throat> Clemson is going to make sure that Leggett doesn't beat them. But I can tell you, one guy on that team, he's a freshman. Mm -hmm. Watch out for Harbor, because mm -hmm. oh, you, you can double team, you can double team Leggett all you want. He's beat the double teams in the SEC, so I don't I think feel, they'll double team him. I don't I think, think they're they will either. You think they're gonna put I him on an island with Wiggins? Yep, yeah, I do. Absolutely. You yep. think Wiggins yep. is good enough to shut him down? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're not gonna shut him you, down. I don't think you shut him down. I don't think no. you're gonna shut him down, but well, he's well, absolutely good enough to contain him yeah. and oh, minimize yeah, that, that, him. Okay, that would be the word. Right. I mean, contain. So, yeah. so uh, let's look at it that. All right. So you're saying Wiggins can? He's good enough to kind of keep him at bay. Mm -hmm. Let's say he shut Keon Coleman down. Well, who I'm is gonna? Here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. All these Carolina Clemson games over the past 20 years, 30 years, KT, it's been somebody else. That comes through. Now, is it going to be Knox? Mm. Is that mm. the guy that's going to be come through this week for South Carolina? You is Knox? Is Nick he? Harbor. Harbor? Harbor? Nick is Harbor. it somebody had, had a breakout game yet? Yeah. No. Is it going to be Patrick Sapp's son for Josh. Clemson? Josh, Josh Sapp? Is it going to be Josh? <laughs> Who knows? But it's, for these Clemson Carolina games, it's always something that somebody that we're not I talking think, about. I think Carolina's going to have an unsung hero in this game. Maybe. He's going to have big numbers, and it's going to surprise everybody. And that's what's going to cause them to win the game. Mm. I do think you'll see them do, as we saw in the Kentucky game, be creative on the offensive side. Show some different personnel looks. You got you saw Lenore Sellers and you saw Rattlers splitting out uh, kind of as a fake wide receiver. But you know what? All of a sudden, Lenore Sellers looks up and there's Rattler open 10 yards down the field. Right. You better keep an eye on him. <laughs> but my point is, I think you're going to see different formations from South Carolina. I think you're going to see some different people in some different spots. If the carry-on joiner can play, and he says he's going to play, yeah. but now that might be his heart talking and not his head. We'll have right. to wait and see how he feels. But you might see him back there in some sort of wildcat or some kind of formation where they get the ball directly to him. I think you're going to see South Carolina mix some things up on offense that Clemson hasn't you know, maybe seen on film in preparing for this game. Well, I do have a question for all the Clemson fans here. Mm -hmm. um, is Dabo and Garrett Riley, are they going to get into it again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think finally Dabo's loosened the strings a little bit and let Garrett run the offense. That's what's got to happen. It's Garrett's offense running. Dabo just won't let him run. I haven't seen Dabo and Garrett Riley get into it yet, and I've been at every game. Well, I've, well I've, you know what I'm saying. Listen, it, it, for looks, the, for it looks the, like, it looks like they're believe, butt heads. I do not believe Dabo has Derrick Garrett Riley handcuffed on a leash, anything. I don't think Garrett Riley comes to Clemson without the keys to the car. Let me just tell you this. For Florida State game, I had the, cam, I had the Dabo cam. So, Florida State game, I was on Dabo the whole game. I mean, I stayed with him the whole And I saw more fussing and fighting and going on. To, right. That really? we didn't show. Okay. Because, you know, camera guys, you you know, we 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 choose to shoot unless the director tells us to who to shoot. Right. We choose to shoot who we want. Right. And I stuck close to Dabo and Garrett. And I saw a lot of interaction between those guys throughout the whole game. Well, I, it's well, real. It's I, there. I, I, I recall seeing a lot of cheerleaders off your shot. Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't well, cheerleader cam that week, but well, I've been cheerleader cam in the past. Yeah. Listen, I'm not trying to start anything about Riley and, and Dabo, yeah. but 
but listen. <laughs> no, no. When you when you have a quarterback like Klubnik that's supposed to be the next best, you know, whatever, <clears throat> and then you get Garrett Riley, which is, you know, his uh, credentials speak for themselves. I think anybody here would say that he is was one of the most sought after offensive coordinators in the offseason before he chose Clemson. Sure. So it it just looks like to me, and I'm not a Clemson fan. Everybody knows it. I don't see many of the games, but I have seen. There's been a few times that I have watched the Clemson games that Dabo just shaking his head at some of these play calls, like the fake punch the last two weeks. Well, you know we don't need to get on that. That's been told a lot. But just some <laughs> yeah. of these other play calls, you could see Dabo is just so mad. I mean you. You could fry an egg on his forehead. Well, he's calling I a lot. I thought he was calling the he's plays. He's calling a lot of those plays. That's yeah. the problem. Oh, so Dabo's calling the plays. Dabo's calling the yeah. plays. I was being sarcastic. Man. Well, Dabo is calling think, a lot of plays. Has no. been. You don't think? My biggest question is, before we take our break, does Dabo carry Garrett with him to Texas A&M or not? Wow. We'll take a break. Uh, Rivals are still divided. Back in a few. Back at Rivals for Wake Up Press Box. And we got a crowd of people here now. It's uh, most. I I think got, the, we, we got a crowd of Gamecocks. This, we got a, this we got is a the biggest tiger. contingent, I believe, we've ever had uh, show up on, on one day mm. um, the same heavy. morning. And it has been Gamecock heavy today, no mm. question. But Rivals wants you to be a part of Rivalry Week. This morning, you can pick up for the next hour or next half hour. It's almost 9.30. Got to get to our picks in a minute. Um, for the next half hour, you can pick up a 30% off one-item coupon. Good for any item in the store today only. And they will have 50% off their clearance items as well all throughout the day today. So a person you can swing by on your way to work or uh, whatever you got going on with the kids, pick up a coupon during the show, then come back later that day, or that's today, to use it. And uh, then on Friday, come on back uh, for the Black Friday specials. And uh, if you don't have time to shop this morning, they want you to come back and enjoy your time. Kerry Tharp has made it over from the Darlington Raceway. KT. KT, Tommy Two Gloves, Jason Priester, Ken R, Dave Baker. We've left you out of the conversation a lot this morning, Dave. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. I'm just here basically uh, for to keep it, try to keep us on the air. <laughs> keep Thanks, you guys, Dave. You know, keep us on time. You know, you guys are the sports gurus, so I'm just enjoying it. Mm -hmm. and, Making and, sure we take the breaks on time. And mm -hmm. he's the one that actually goes to games. Well, that's I true. Don't, I don't that's go to true. games anymore. Let me Filled. Just, let me just tell you something about little David Baker. Okay. We came in this crazy business about the same time. And Kerry was talking earlier in 85 when Joe Morrison, my first assignment for Atlantic Broadcasting Company with Dave Baker and I first started was to cover Morrison's death. Mm -hmm. Harold Miller called me and said, Joe Morrison just died. Get wow. up to the radio station. Get up there. I don't know if you were – were you there quite yet? You I, 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 I don't – I no, I think I, I was definitely here, but I don't think I was working that night. Yeah. He, Harold called and said, get up to the radio station. We went on the station for like an hour reporting the, de the death of Joe Morrison. That was 1985, right? No, 89. 89. 89. Yeah. It's on a that Sunday was 89? night, 1989. It was a Sunday 89. night. I remember never that. never forget it. No, nope, me either. I was at wow. home watching The Wizard of Oz with my kids. And I got a phone call from Teddy Hefner about 9 o'clock, and he had been looking at the police scanner at the state newspaper. <laughs> he said, uh, something's going on with Coach Moe. 
he looks like he's had a heart attack. They've taken him to Providence Hospital. So I hustled over there, and he was uh, he was already gone. Yeah, 89. That's right, because I was in Baton Rouge in 85. So 89. <clears throat> Never forget, went up there, and we stayed on the radio for and people calling in. Just, mm -hmm. oh, it was just a terrible time. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, Kerry. Uh, KT, of course, the former sports information director for many, many years, uh, an assistant athletic director at the University of South Carolina before he went to work for NASCAR. What was uh, what's your most memorable Clemson-Carolina game? Well, there's probably two. 1987, uh, mm. both of us were ranked. Uh, I think we were maybe 12th. Uh, Clemson was maybe 7th. We had a heck of a football team that year. In fact, uh, in my mind, that's the best football team we've had. Todd Ellis, Sterling Sharp, Harold Green, Brad Edwards, mm. Roy Hart. Uh, and, and we played them there at, in Columbia at night like this game was going to be. Wow. And um, we, we, beat the, we beat them pretty good. It was 20-7, to 7, but uh, they got their butts whipped that night. Brad Edwards had two interceptions for touchdowns. I He's think my that, guy. I love that Brad. That helped him get in the NFL draft. Yeah. And I'll never forget uh, my sister was watching the game back in Kentucky, and we had the big flag there, and it said Black Death uh, with our defense, you know, with Joe Lee Dunn. And, and she goes, Dunn. You, you work for a school that calls itself Black Death. I said, well, you know, we, we, that's what kind of what we call our football team. I'd say that one. And then uh, probably 1995, uh, I think, with uh, Brad Scott, if I'm not mistaken, was 95 or 96, Phil. Uh, we won at Clemson mm -hmm. uh, with uh, – that would have been his first year. Yeah, yeah. That was. He went was, to the CarQuest. CarQuest yeah, Bowl that, in Miami. That, I that was a big yeah. one. Uh, first bowl win. That's what I was going to say. Was that the first bowl? First bowl win in Carolina yeah. history. I'll never yeah. forget. We were out that night at the Hilton in, in Greenville. And uh, one of the GAs, probably been a little overserved, uh, <laughs> comes up to me. Comes up to me and he goes, Hey, KT, let me tell you something. I said, What's that? He said, If we get this, if we receive the second half kickoff down in our end zone which was the visitors end zone mm -hmm. we gonna do a little trick play i said okay yeah whatever you say so we are going to receive the second half kickoff mm -hmm. down in that end zone it uh comes back to my mind what he had said so i go up to tom price long time sid i said tp watch a little <laughs> trickery here on this one was that when fulton was down on the field uh, Missed the call? No, I'm not, I don't think so. But anyhow, I think if I'm not mistaken, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, yep. uh, Brandon Bennett received the kick mm -hmm. and threw the ball across the field to Reggie Richardson. Reggie Richardson. And he ran it down to about the three or four-yard line and game on. I mean, yep. we we going to beat him after that's, that. That's and I think that is when they honored Bob, Bob Fulton. Fulton was being honored you, on the field, right. and you he wasn't be, back. Uh, you're yep. exactly right. I was there at that game. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie yeah. Richardson, another South. Florence. Florence. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He could fly, too. Yeah. Oh, he could. Oh, he could yep. fly. Yep. That caught everybody off. And going. then, of course, the Tanny Hill. Uh, Him signing the Tiger Ball at the end of the game. That would have been like 92. Yeah, that was 92. Yeah. Remember that one, But the 20 years I was there – we were on the short end most of the time, mm. but uh, always enjoyed that game. Like I said earlier, it's just a. I can yeah. tell you're not a coach. You remember the wins instead of the losses. Yeah. If you're a coach, you remember We all had the some bad losses there. <laughs> that one night there when old Charlie Whitehurst, I think he threw for about, I think. I, 63 fact, to 7. Fact, I just heard on, heard on the way in a second ago, Clemson just scored again. In that, game. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, that was a well, beatdown. Was, was that not the game where, if I'm not mistaken, now this is. Legend the for tight people, end. but the defense 
planned all week, and then on Friday, Luke came in and changed everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and left the middle of the field wide open. Wide open and a tight end warm out. They were running uh, free all night. And yep. they just threw it down the middle. Tight end warm yeah. out all night. You yeah. talk back to Sterling Sharp. I had a chance to work with Sterling last week. I was in Savannah doing the Stephen A. Smith show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sterling came yeah. in, and he was going to do one segment. He was so good during that thing, so articulate, so good. We, uh, he wound up staying the whole mm. hour and a half or two I hours. I saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he was fantastic. I was like, Sterling, how, how you get to Columbia much? He said, I live in Columbia. Yeah. I didn't even know it. Plays like, a lot of golf, too. Yeah, that's, well, that's what he's doing. He's like, I'm going to play golf. We're like, Sterling, you got to stay another segment. No, I'm going to play golf. I'll yeah. stay one more segment. He wound up staying the whole. Ster Sterling would have been the greatest Gamecock ever in the NFL had he not gotten hurt. I, you right? know, I mean, we were going through the whole thing. I'm like, Shannon's in the – NFL Hall of Fame. How is Sterling not? He, got, yeah. he only played six years in the NFL. Yeah. And you want to hear that. a little piece of irony on the play he got hurt? You know who hit him? Who was that? Brad Edwards. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Brad was playing for Washington. I'll be or Green Bay. I think it was, uh, I it was, it was the Falcons. Falcons, Falcons. yeah. Sterling was playing for Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, he always wow. played for Green Bay. He yeah. only played for Green exactly. Bay. Yeah. And, 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 and he hit him, and yep. the hit just did something in his Fractured his vertebrae. Yeah. Yep. Never played again. Never played again. How about that? Well, he's right. a fantastic yes. broadcaster. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we need, we're going we're gonna to break here real quick, uh, short time. So when we come back, get your picks ready. Give me a score, and uh, we'll go around the table and do that on the other side. This is Wake Up Press Box, live from Rivals, a store divided. Yes, we are. <laughs> we'll, one more break coming up. So we got about 10 minutes right here to get all of our picks in. But before we do that, want to thank everybody that's been a part of this uh, this morning as far as sponsorship. Uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts mm -hmm. uh, for the hot coffee and donuts. And Bob's, uh, I guess you can thank Tiger, Tiger Mark, Mark for the me my cinnamon, cinnamon twists. twists. <laughs> Best uh, donut Krispy Kreme makes, and, folks. And I'm thank you yes. to, uh, of course, um, Raldex Hospitality. Yes. Uh, they canceled today's golf, uh, Gamecock Tiger Golf Tournament. Till next or postponed it till next Wednesday at the Country Club of South Carolina. So call Kirby uh, Anderson at Raldex and check out any of the five hotels uh, if you are going to come into town for the big uh, uh, golf tournament next week or whatnot. But Raldex.com and Bob Schuster stayed there at the Hilton Garden Inn last night. So awesome, good for them. Yeah, and awesome. uh, the, thank you to Raldex for providing that for him as well. And of course, Will Webster of the uh, Rivals of Store Divided. He has uh, put a, a great show again for us this morning. Gentlemen, let's start with uh, an objective observer, Phil Cornbluth. <laughs> we'll let him go. Okay. Oh, I don't know about that. Is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, and everybody, and I, 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 zero, I defend zero. you all the time, Phil. Mm -hmm. I know the right. Gamecocks think you're a Tiger, and the right. Tigers think you're a Gamecock. Right. I know better. He's got right. Under Armour gear on. That'll tell you a lot right yeah, there. he got that Come from on. over to stadium. Yeah, yeah that's why yeah, for Carolina. It's black. It's black. It ain't got the block C on it. Well, Relax. But it's, but it's Under Armour. It was, Isn't that South Carolina? KT, it was clean, yeah. and it was hanging. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What do you think? All right, give me a pick. Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me again. Love this, and uh, thanks to Will and uh, this great store. So your prophecy. That's where you, you don't. Yeah, this you is don't, the corn prophecy. I don't make predictions. I deliver prophecies. <laughs> so I think it's Happy going Hanukkah. to be tight early. I think the Gamecocks have a lot of emotion. The crowd's going to carry them. They might even lead in the first quarter. I think it's going to be a 
close score at halftime. I think there's reason for the students to come back <laughs> after halftime so. or not even leave, just stay there. I think it's going to be a second-half game. But I do think Clemson is eventually going to wear them down with the running game, and I do think eventually Clemson's defensive front is going to carry the day. I just see too much. I, I can't get past Clemson's defense this year. I think their defense is, is elite. I don't think South Carolina's offensive front is elite. I don't think they have enough weapons. I think that Rattler will be running for his life a good bit of the night. The Gamecocks might land a punch or two. They might, you might get a couple of deep balls to Leggett. I can see that happening. Bottom line, uh, final score, I think in the fourth quarter, Clemson probably scores about 10 points. They win it 30-17. to 30-17. to 17. Mm. All right, let's jump over to the other side. Bobby Shue. Oh, you, me next? Yes, you're well, up next. I think, you know, we've, dis we've discussed pretty much all there is to it. Don't, don't fumble the football. Let the running backs for Clemson run the football. <clears throat> I think that's where their success is going to be. I think Leggett, if South Carolina's going to have any success, it's going to be Leggett and, and, and Rattler. I just don't think that's going to happen. But I think uh, I think Clemson gets it done. I think it's, you know, you, you can never predict these games – don't forget about Brenny out there. In the I did last of the year. Field. Yeah, Phil, yeah, you Phil did. hit it. Brenny's probably going to be the odds-on guy that makes things happen because he's had some really good games here back-to-back. -back. So look for the tight end to be a big play. I think uh, South uh, Clemson wins it 27-17, something like that. 27-17. All right. Now the guy that's uh, seen a whole bunch of these up close and personal, Kerry Tharp. Arlington I Raceway. I can't go against Carolina at night at williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, game on. To me, that's worth seven or eight points. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, you know, we were talking real quick earlier about these, these special plays uh, that you, 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 you don't leave anything. Uh, Brad Scott used to call them pantry plays because mm. you get them out of the pantry. And, you know, so I think Shane Beamer is going to have a couple of those. Uh, I think it's going to be in the difference in the ball game. Give me Carolina 28, Clemson 27. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Funny. <laughs> Funny you should mention Brad. they scored 28 points all year, Karen? Oh, come Has on, Carolina dude. scored 28 oh. points We beat Vanderbilt 47 to Oh, six. that's right. They did. Yeah. Funny you should mention Brad Scott going to a pantry. That, who would ever thought that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jason Priester <laughs> from the uh, on. Uh, uh, give us the website again. AllClemsonTigers.com. AllClemsonTigers.com. And also calling the South Florence football game for us on ESPN Radio Friday night. What you got? Yeah, I, I don't fully trust this Clemson offense, especially on the road. But but I do mm. think they're going to lean heavily on that running game. I don't think they're going to ask Clubnick to do too much. But but for me, I, I'm with Kid, and it's that defense against that offensive line. I think that defense is just too good. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Clemson wins by a score, 21-17. Okay, I like a low-scoring affair as well. Dave Baker. Okay, sitting at the table with the sports gurus. Yeah. And yes, you're right. I do go to all the South Carolina games. Haven't missed one. Nice. Uh, only left early at one, and that was the <laughs> Vanderbilt game just because it was too cold. You, yeah. were the, you were the one that was still uh, there at the end of the game. Uh, I, I, I was there to the – I left at the end of the uh, third quarter. And uh, – uh, but, you know, so looking at – and Ken, by the way, makes fun of me because – I like the lights. I like the sandstorm. You know, you, you guys are into all these mm -hmm. details. I go, I like the experience. It's fun. And I think sure. the, the University of South Carolina has done a great job making the fan experience just improving year after year after year. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm pulling for the Gamecocks. 
I think 24-21 South Carolina. Mm-hmm. 24-21. Our right. defense I'm, I'm, has done has played better the last several games, so I'll give them that. I am I am writing these down All so these I can uh, bring it back to you mm-hmm. next week. Tommy, two gloves, oh. Ganey. Oh, here we go. Well, I think obviously everybody knows I'm picking South Carolina. That's just a known fact. Um, but I will say this. I think everybody's in agreement that Clemson's defense is better than ours. Uh, I'll I'll agree. I think we got the better quarterback. Um, but I like what KT said. Willie B at night. Mm. It's going to be hard for Clemson. Mm. I really do believe it's going to yeah. be hard for Clemson to get adjusted to that atmosphere. I think it's going to play a big role in this game, huge, massive. You can use all of them. Y- y'all act like Clemson plays in the South Atlantic Conference. I know, and right? never plays in big games. Well, did, I'm sorry. I Go say, ahead. I interrupted. I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say anything? I'm yeah, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't say anything about the ACC. I, I just tend said, to interrupt. I said the South Atlantic Conference. But go I, ahead. Yeah. I said, you know, the the, the atmosphere is going to be rocking. I, I really believe it's going to have a big impact on the game, and I think it's going to be low scoring game. I'm liking Carolina 20 to 17, but I think Carolina's going to have some surprise plays for Clemson, mm. whether. And I'm not going to say on the offensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be on the defense. Hmm. Mm. I, I always, again, I like the low-scoring affair. Kennard, you get the final word. Yeah, and we could psychoanalyze and none of it matters. I mean, Dave Baker probably gave the best evaluation. You know, the, the lights are <laughs> like great. Like in the lights. You know, and the sandstorm. And a lot of fun. Good things. <laughs> the more you think you know, the more this game confuses you. Boy, no kidding. In all honesty, you can analyze it and say offensive line, defensive line. you you got to give Rattler time. I mean, if Rattler doesn't have time, they have no chance. And if Clemson runs for 275 yards, Carolina has no chance. Last year, I couldn't figure out a way to get there. It's pretty easy to figure out a way to get there this year. At home, at night, I'm with Kerry. It's worth something. I mean, it's worth something. And then, Phil, I don't know where they played that, that rivals Williams Bryce at night. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I look up and down that that ACC schedule. I don't yeah, see a, the big, a what, stadium. The biggest road game maybe they had was what NC, NC State, State or yeah. Duke. When they lost both Miami. those games, yeah. Miami. Trust me, nobody at Miami. Nobody goes to Miami. Anyway, nobody anyway, I'll say Miami. this. I think South Carolina wins it. I, I'm with you guys. I think mid twenties. I mean, the team that gets to thirty, I think wins. Period. Yeah. I'm twenty-one twenty-ish, and if the Gamecocks win. They will be 7-7 seven and seven in the last 15 years of the rivalry. In the glory days of Clemson football. That's a good way to put they're it, seven and seven in the past 15 years. Not if they win. Tell when me whether they they're going to win. When they, they win. win. Okay. They will be 7-7. Seven and, and I know 7-7 seven and seven <laughs> equals 14. But we had COVID in there one That's year. Right. And we'd have kicked y'all's ass. And it's all <laughs> there you go. Now that's, now, that's the trash talk I've been waiting for. Here's, all the, morning. Here's the rivalry. What a, way, what a way to spin it there, Ken. <laughs> that's what that, I've man. been waiting for all morning long. All right, I said yesterday I was leaning towards the Gamecocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Clemson 23-20. Thank you. 23-20, because I know y'all don't go. want me yeah, on your yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate it. So, that is going to do it for this segment. We're going to bring it back in one more. Let Ken say his uh, thank yous uh, to everybody. But uh, thank you to Will Webster, the entire staff here at Rivals, a store divided for every bit of the hospitality and all the fans that have shown up. Thank each and every one of you guys for coming out. KT, thank you. Tommy, 
Jason, Corn, Bobby Shue, Ken, Dave, thank y'all. I'll let Ken wrap it up when we come back live from Rivals, a store divided on Wake Up Press Box. Welcome back to Wake Up Press Box at Rivals, a store divided. I want to once again, we would not mention these two guys, Matt and Josh, back at the studio, oh, yeah. have done a great job That's of, um, I don't know, mm -hmm. coordinating. I think they're coordinated with they're Dave producing. Baker. They didn't say a word to me, so I just do what I'm told. Rip points, and I start talking. That's what I'm always doing. And it seems to have worked. Yeah, far. we know, Ken. Yeah, there's, 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 no, there's no secret to it. And talks, and talks. I can assure you that. And I want to thank all you guys. Corn Blute and I were talking a second. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun sure. to let your guard yeah. down and, and talk about a game. And I'll say this, and Kerry touched on it. I mean, it's a part of my life. I mean, it really and truly is. I mean, it's 51 years that I've been going to williams Bryce and got my feelings hurt more than I've walked home <laughs> strutting like a, like a long, tall rooster. But, um, but, but it's, uh, it's the biggest sports event in this state. With all due respect to the Heritage and all due respect to Darlington Carey, mm -hmm. I mean, this, the historical features of this, of, this, um, of this rivalry, the fact that we can be friends for 364 days a year, and hate one another's guts for three days <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, there's something to be said about the human component uh, there. But um, it doesn't have to take a backseat to anybody. I mean, I know the Iron Bowl's a big deal. The Egg Bowl will be played tomorrow. And Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, I, I grew up in Oakland, Nebraska. Somebody talked about the 79 Cornhuskers. I think that was the last year they had a good team. But, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, no, it, it, but this rivalry does not take a backseat to anybody. We work together. We go to church together. We help one another throughout the balance of the year. But for those three hours, it Saturday touches, night in Willie B. It touches every corner of the state. Well, you're a graduate of USC. I am a graduate of USC, and I'm an employee of Clemson University. So I've seen I've seen the light on both sides. Man, yeah. I've had great friends in South Carolina. I've got great friends at Clemson. But, you know, it's the it's the, 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 the house divided that gets you this time of year. You know, I think about husbands and wives that are Clemson and Carolina. When I ran for lieutenant governor, I'd go to Columbia and shake hands and kiss babies, and I'd go to Clemson and to Beasley's. <laughs> Rick, Rick and David yeah, and all Rick have always hosted me up there, and oh, Rick yeah. would carry me. We would have had a drink or two, and Rick would carry me around and put his arm around me and say, he's a damn chicken. <laughs> but, but we got to help him get elected. You know what I mean? He's a damn chicken, but we got to help him. And it just cuts through so many parts of our society, and it's so good for the state. Um, uh, you know, I, I want to win. I want to win really, really bad. But at the end of the day, Monday mor Sunday morning, sun comes up. And we get back to conducting ourselves as we should conduct ourselves, um, a state pulling toward, you know, a, a better way of life. I'm not running for office. I want to get to some speeches <laughs> and whatnot. But I want to thank him. I mean, this thing's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. And I hope it's even bigger um, next year. And I hope when we sit down that the Gamecocks are 7-7 seven seven in the last 15 years of football. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk Monday. <laughs>